step forward. Hello, 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 everyone. I'm your co-host, C. Diesel. I'm here with King of the Comics, Professor E, Ethan Murphy, Lelouch V, Stink Meter East, Danny. And this is, and you're listening to... Hi. We here. We here. Uh, how y'all doing, brothers and sister? <laughs> Great. Excited to be here. Welcome back, Danny. It's, it's been a minute. It's, I ha- when was the last time we saw Danny? I know Charlie's seen dinner more recently. Dude, it had to be. It was. I think it was the um years. The Tom Devlin interview. I think it was the last thing she did on the yeah. show. Yeah, that was a minute ago too. Yeah, yeah, That's like it. it may have been. It's definitely over a year at this over point. Over a year. That's too long. Mm-hmm. Way too long. Sorry. <laughs> Where did you get that? Oh, your mic's muted. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, there we go. No, I was just saying, uh, I don't think I've ever been on a stream with Danny. I I know I've made some uh, flyers for Danny's Dungeon, but I don't Mm -hmm. think I've ever. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to stream with you today. Hmm, I mean, I I was excited until I get called out my name for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like I just showed up. No reason? Literally none whatsoever, actually. like. <laughs> guys, um, everybody, we are here for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, it is October, and as you guys know, we've been trying to go hard with the October content. Um, and that's not gonna stop here. O- Halloween is what Sunday, I think. No, oh, Wait, um, I think it's like Tuesday. Soon. Yeah, I want to say it's Tuesday. I want to say it's Tuesday. Yes, yeah, Tuesday. Well, fuck it, Tuesday, tomorrow, today, it doesn't matter because we're doing. <laughs> Horror movie rankings. Uh, that's been something we've enjoyed doing on the show thus far. So we're going to continue this stuff um, and do horror movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We haven't been live. In a we have, we have been we haven't been live in a minute. It's been scheduling yeah. issues here and there, but we're, we're here now. We're here for a while. Now we have doing horror movie for reaction, you. horror movie rankings. We have sixteen of some of the most controversial epic historical legendary all the adjectives horror movies here ranging mm-hmm. from one made from the 60s up until now i think well not 60s the 80s till now because how well 70s halloween was in the 70s right 70s. yeah halloween's or uh, exorcist well, is 70, i was gonna say the exorcist was yeah. too yeah. oh yeah 74 or something for, for those that don't know danny or uh, is actually a resident um like horror, horror expert like she literally makes horror movies so that's why she's here too yeah, Danny, yeah. Tell, tell the audience who you are and why we brought you here for people that um, I would say I'm more of a retired makeup artist at this point. That sounds weird at my age, but um, I kind of cut my teeth with Tom Devlin and his crew at 1313 Effects in Las Vegas. We did a lot of work with Full Moon Features, so um, they did Puppet Masters, if you're familiar with those horror movies. Um, and then I also did some work with also through 1313 FX, but under Steve Don- Johnson and Nick Benson um, on a Slipknot video, um, Nero Forte, as well as their short film Pollution. So that's probably like my top thing that I've ever done. That was a blast. And um, I miss it. I don't do it anymore, um, but I miss it terribly. And I still love horror movies, and I can still see all the edges. <laughs> She's got a resume, people. She's got a resume. Yeah, resume. We only bring qualified yeah, people yeah. on this podcast. 
Yeah. Um, but Thank sure, you for you having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, you're part of the team, part of the family. Yeah. We still have the image of you as the Phoenix, so and Dark Phoenix. Mm -hmm. We still got that. Art I there. still look at that sometimes, and I'm like, he really, he really let me do that. <laughs> I, I still look at that. I love that so much. I need to get it like printed and framed. Right on. Right on. Same yeah. here. I'm gonna put that on a post when I know uh, the new place. Okay, um, but yeah, that. guys, you guys have any like starting words before we before we jump right into it? No, I have notes, okay. so you better be prepared because. Say less. I'm gonna try to flex the expertise. Um, <laughs> let, let, let's start with the one of the, one of the big ones. Let's, let's start with the Exorcist here on the far left. The very first one, the one that the cursed film is essentially the one that had all the deaths and and injuries and other curses uh, orient. I said oriented with it, affiliated with it. Um, I guess we can start. We can start with top down for this one. We'll go Ethan down as far as where you're going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I I mean you got I personally would put that S tier here because of what it did. Like it pretty much it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Otis and Danny, didn't it like get at least nominated for best picture? I think it either nominated or won best picture. Uh, I, I actually don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I just know it scared the shit out of me. Well, <laughs> but that's 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 the main point. Is that yeah. it scared people so much? It was one of the first times that a movie was reported where people like in the theater, like were passing out, were fainting. They had to give like issue, like literally issue warnings at the theater about the movie. Uh, people were the churches were basically protesting the film and everything. When you have that much of an impact with a movie, you gotta it's it's gotta rank. It's gotta rank S tier. That's that's the very definition. It's kind of what everything's the the bar everything's been compared to against uh, since. Uh, so yeah, it's gotta be S tier in my opinion. Okay. Um, for me, I, ha I have to agree as far as putting it S tier. Uh, for me, this is a film that has haunted people throughout generations. I know I saw it significantly later than 1973. Um, <laughs> so for me to watch this, I think I watched it when I was 12, so like 2012. Um, I saw this film and for it to from being made in 73 and still scare me to shitless in 2012 after me seeing other films with maybe like updated practical effects or uh, having pros and cons of past films, I think that shows the the, the staying power it has and the quality of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd put it S tier as well. Yeah, uh, that absolutely S tier. I mean, that's not really a question. Um, that movie, I, I watched it way too early with my dad at five. Um, and it still, it still scares me the same <laughs> level it did today that it did then. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the bar. It's the bar to me for horror movies, especially for uh, exorcist type movies specifically. Yeah, yeah. You know, dealing with anything dealing with possessions, it's it's the bar. And you said your dad does love you, right? He does mm -hmm. love you. Okay, I'm positive. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's that's a lot of evidence. A lot of evidence um, on the contrary. He was talking too much shit that day, and he's like, "I got some." <laughs> so I'll, I'll catch up for you, boy. All right, come on, come here, come here, five year old son. I'm crying. No, I 100% I agree with everything you're saying. It is absolutely the standard to which every horror movie is held to. So it's definitely S tier for me. But I want to tell you why. I have a lot of theories as to why this is top tier. <laughs> okay. And it's because, there. first of all, there were real terrors. There were real deaths linked to this. There were real things that were unexplainable that absolutely terrified people. Linda Blair won't even speak about The Exorcist in her interviews. I don't know why, but that's very telling to me that like she doesn't want to talk about that. Um, but 
there's real moments of people like in pain. So they've captured people like actually almost being tortured on camera. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're getting those same reactions where it's like, it feels like this is actually happening because sometimes it is. I also know Linda Blair has a permanent back injury from one of the devices they used on her. Um, I forget what the other woman's name is, but she's the mother. Um, She also has some type of injury from them throwing something across the room and it like hitting her. So they've captured real fear and real terror in some of these shots and you can feel it. And you're right. It is the ultimate thing. Anything with possessions, this specifically is the ultimate evil. That's what they call it in this thing. And that's what this truly is. You've captured that. Yeah. Cause yeah, it was, um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Charlie. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, to add to the fun facts, I know that the actual director to uh, help in try to capture real fear on screen, he would, like, shoot shotguns, like, blank shotgun shells off at, like, random moments during shoots to, like, scare people to the point where the, the studio had to come in and be like, hey, bro, let's 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 take that away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're torturing. Like, you're genuinely torturing people. <laughs> yeah. This is emotional abuse. He was, like, emotionally abusing them throughout the process to, like, truly capture. The director yeah, is very, very, he's a really sick dude because there's some... There's some possible offender stuff there that may have For may sure. or may not have been done with Linda Blair that I don't. Yeah, we'll, 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 so much darkness, so much like there's so much real darkness surrounding that film that I think that's what adds that extra layer of sickness and terror to the movie that just makes you feel sick when you watch it. I feel sick when I watch that movie. I've I think I've only ever watched it three times in my life, and I avoid at all costs to watch the movie. I hate that movie is so bad. It scares oh me God, so bad. The, <laughs> the movie is, it's, it's almost too authentic. Uh, we we, we got to bring this back up here. Our boy said they were using real relics and people were, using, were getting, were really getting hurt. We talked about <laughs> it at other studios where they started, I quit and get other jobs. That's how powerful this goddamn movie is. Uh, yeah, so my friend, you are 100% right. Real quick Absolutely. also, uh, I mentioned before the idea of um, the, uh, the awards and everything. So it said that it actually was nominated. It got nominated for 10 awards. Including wow. best picture, uh, and it actually did win two awards one for best adapted screenplay, I forgot the book actually, and also best mm-hmm. sound. So, um, the sound I forgot how because it's, you know, it's William Freakin, that the director is William Freakin, but how innovative we all think about like the, the, the idea of Linda Blair, who was what nine or ten, Danny, she was like really small. I'm not sure how old she was, I, I don't she, know how old she was in this because I think part of it's too, she's prepubescent or something like that, but she, um. Mm-hmm. The voice that the actual the actual voice acting, the, the dubbing and everything they did was so spot on. You think, oh yeah, that's that's not her voice talking there. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually like the sound effects, the, all the things they did. It, it got that that's that, that foley that the foley they used to call it foley was groundbreaking at the time too. So got an award for that. Speaking of awards, I don't know that there was an award yet for makeup artistry, but Dick Smith should have won one. There should have been some legacy award for that because so many Is people don't cup? know that the that the elderly priest in this is not elderly and that is an old age makeup. It is the most yeah, beautiful wow. old age makeup I've ever seen on screen, hands down. Yeah. Like nothing has ever touched that ever since Dick Smith it, it has and continue at will continue to be like the best that has ever lived. Like he's the right. grandfather of special effects and he will continue to have that. Because it's not just special effects as far as over the top monsters, but actually being believable. Because Max Bencido mm-hmm. in this movie, I believe, is like 30. He's Who so young. When he walked the red carpet, everyone's yeah. like, where's the priest? He's like, that's <laughs> where's me. Where's the priest? You're like, no. Yeah. It says it's Dick Smith who? won best makeup in uh, 75. Okay, good. Okay, okay. good. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Because yeah. I, I believe Max Van Cita, the old guy, or the guy portraying the old guy, was actually younger <laughs> than his 
he was. partner. Yeah, he's part. He's actually younger he than the guy. He's, his partner. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, like all their awards for the film, like were all came in like in 75, like two years after. And they're like, okay, that makes it. sense. I knew it didn't come like right when it came out. I knew that there was some type of lag mm -hmm. in there. So let's go ahead and move it where it belongs. Yes, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Second up is a podcast favorite, a film that we reference and discuss thoroughly on here whenever we bring up anything horror related. Um, you're going to hear us mention this film at some point, uh, that being Sinister. Um, I guess we can go. We can go bottom top this time. We'll start with Denny. I remember seeing this in the theater, and I, I I would love I would love you guys' context. I don't I don't remember the plot very much, but I remember being slightly disappointed at the end, and like kind of wanting more. Um, but I, I need some I need some more context. I need some more context from you guys because it's been a very very long time since I've seen it. So please enlighten me. Because you're also young too. So if you saw it in the theater, you probably saw when you were maybe a teenager. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was a teenager when I saw it. So it's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. Right. I remember it scared me. I remember it left me uncomfortable. I remember there being um like film reels being involved and mm -hmm. then seeing like some entity like peeking in and out of those things. Mm -hmm. Um but the I and then wait, is the ending like him? grabbing a little child and just like walking off into like the in, I think into the film actually so, um, uh, yeah isn't yes okay no. into the film no wait 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 so no that's, that's, the that's, daughter the daughter kills her family and then he like walks off with her yeah and, yeah, yeah. okay 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 yeah I don't know what yeah. that didn't do it for me I don't know why it didn't do it for me so but I remember feeling as though it didn't do do it for me but that's 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 my feelings from a long long time ago so that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Please, please enlighten me. Okay, Mr. Meaner. Um, I'm, I'm honestly on the fence. Uh, because a part of me wants to put it a tier for the initial reaction that I had when I when I saw it in theaters myself. Um, okay. I was in college at the time, and I went with a, a group of friends. It was like nine or ten of us, and that night after we left, we didn't want to like leave. We just like <laughs> ended up just crashing in the. <laughs> My friends living room, and we just like, yep, did not want to like go away. We slept with the light, like with a light on in the in the hallway. <laughs> I love that. Was, uh, I love that so much. That's man, that, that lawnmower scene, did, I, it, I know it still it still bothers me a little yes. bit. Just a, wait, no, refresh me on the lawnmower scene. Is there like a okay? Refresh me. Please. So there's a scene when they're watching going back and watching the film mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you know. It just looks like a kid is just like you know mowing the lawn, and then at, like at night, at night, at night, at night, he's mowing the lawn at night, which is already like kind of like, all right, what's he doing? And it just okay, you just see the grass, and you see the grass, you see a person's face, and it just keeps going, and it's like, oh, okay, like oh my right. gosh, okay, it's coming back to me now. There's all this like weird found footage. There's like a burning car. Mm -hmm. There's okay, mm -hmm. yes, it's coming back. It's coming back. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. But no. part of it too, part of it, part of it is too, Danny. I think Otis mentioned this, but it's like the idea that, like you said, it's found footage. During these these reels that you see, there's no, you don't hear anything. It's like it's it's just actual like the sound of the of the reel being played. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that ambiance of like it's just silent, watching a silent movie just that's taking. very disturbing makes it that much worse. I think that's so important, though. I think I think just like taking away one of your senses with movies like there, there's only so much that they can keep from you so when they take one of your senses from you it is debilitating and i yes. love that in a horror movie i yes. think that's so important 
Yes, because your, yeah. your imagination always fills in the blanks to make it that much worse. I'm going to go ahead and yes. real quick, I'm sorry, I started to cut you off, Charlie. I know I'm skipping your turn, but no, there's a show on now. I'm sorry, my bad. Oh, you, oh, you drink. Oh. There's, there's a show on TV now <laughs> called um, uh, Fall, The Fall of the House of Usher. I mentioned it to Charlie earlier. Have you seen it yet, Danny? The Fall of the House no. of Usher? No, no. I still so need to watch that, too. Long story short, it's, I, I loved it, but long story short, it's kind of like an, an anthology of like Edgar Allan Poe in a way with the framework mm -hmm. set it up and okay. everything. But there's a part okay. in the in the, it's the first episode. It's not too much of a spoiler, but there's a part where a guy says like, "He's like, so where's your mother now? Because his mother's dead." He goes, "He's she's right behind you." He goes, "I'm not falling for that bullshit." Yada yada yada. And he goes, "Okay." And the camera, the way the camera set up is, we can just barely see over the shoulder of this dude that says that that says, oh. "No, uh, I'm not falling for that." And you see, a, you see, the, you see the body of like just from the from the bot from like the chin down. He's the body of this. Of the, it's a dead body. And she just turns around, and walks away. It's like, and I and I, and I in oh, by myself in my apartment at one o'clock last night. I said, Jesus Christ, because it was yes. so like just casual. It was a whole bunch of there was no jump scare as far as like music or craziness. It was just the idea of there is terror just here, Ooh. casually lingering around. Yeah, that's what, I that's love what sinister that. is. The, sinister is mm. all that. Sinister is nothing but casual lingering terror all the time. They're not. They're not. It's not being gaudy or loud. It's just chilling. I love that. So that's why mm. I love that movie so much. But that was a great explanation. Yeah, I agree. I agree because I mean, again, um, remember that feeling that I had when I first saw it? It was it was eerie, man. Like it was just it was so far away from what I was used to at the time with just like the the heavily jump scary movies and just having you know Bagul just casually just looking around or just popping up in a tree or in the forest. He was he was. He's a he was a villain done right in the first movie. We're not gonna talk about the second one. We're not yeah, we were never that, yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> um but I will say, like going back and watching it, it doesn't have the same type of fear to it just because I, I know what the unknown is now. Mm -hmm. So like for longevity, like I don't know if I can give it the A that I, I really want to. Um That's so an I think important, I, yeah, part, I think. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna give it a B. I think I'm gonna give it a B. Uh, but I really do enjoy that movie. Um, I think it's a well done movie, and it kind of does a good job subverting your expectations because you, you know, in a situation like that, you think, oh, you get out the house, you know, you you win, and lo and behold, he was just waiting. It's like, yeah, go go to your next house. Go go ahead, bro. You know, we gonna we gonna have a good time over there, and then the next family gonna have a good time when they move in eventually too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, for me, um, just to kind of add to, to the to the dialogue here, I, I think they do a good job. One thing I want to highlight is the the minimalism when it comes to sound. Um, kind of like what, what, what Ethan said as far as they're not being over existent atmospheric music or jump scares. The thing that they do really well that I always want to do when it comes to horror is to make you fear a sound, whether that is like a song, a theme song, like from Michael Myers or or even the, the the whispering from Jason, but this one is the film reel. So whenever you hear that, you, your body immediately and your mind immediately is like at a at a point of tension where you're ready for something to happen. Um, so the fact the fact that you can make a sound or an action or an object a thing of a trigger of fear shows just how well you established the the, the atmosphere of that film um, and in that scene or whatever scene it may be. That's something I really appreciate there. And I kind of like what you guys said, that was something consistent throughout the film itself and not just like in ramped up parts. But for me, I'd probably give it an A. I'd, I'd give it an A. I think that it, like kind of to Otis's point, I think, I don't I don't think there's too many 
horror movies to where once you see it once and you understand how everything works where or you know when the jump scare is going to happen that you fear the same way because there's that even, even with any film, once you get that first glow of like the first watch out the way, you're going to have like a lower like view of it after that because you kind of you're analyzing shit a lot more now. You're not just right. at, at, at the whim of, oh, what's going to happen here? I'm watching this thing play out versus I know what's going to happen. I'm kind of just rewatching it. So I, yeah, I give it. So I, yeah, no, that's fair. So one thing I will say about that, because I, uh, I, I see the merit and all you, everything y'all are saying. As far as rewatchability on movies, when it comes to horror, sometimes it is like Danny mentioned before with Exorcist, it's appreciating the craft that went involved in, as far as making the movie. So even mm-hmm. if you don't, it's not scaring you the same way as it did before, you can appreciate the actual craft and talent they put in, into it. Um, one thing that I hate the most, I, I, I preach on it over and over again here, is like a setups and payoffs. You can appreciate setups a lot more when you watch a movie the second or third time. And this movie does set up some payoffs really, really well. I've only seen it twice. I've only seen it twice, but it's a uh, it does set up really, really well. It's from the from the jump because spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, the killer is actually children. And the way it's set up is you don't know what's even it looks like the children are, are gone missing or the children something's happened to the kids. And it turns out the kids are always the one that's killing people. Essentially, the boogeyman, as opposed to taking kids, somehow he corrupts them, and the kids end up killing their families. Uh, so you actually see that there's a little more you appreciate that upon further viewings. So that's why I still get this movie an S tier. Plus, I saw this movie. I'm everyone knows okay, I'm old as dirt. When the Big Bang happened, I said, "No, turn off all that noise." Um, and I saw this movie. I was like in my 20s or so with some friends. And when I went home, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, I didn't go to my apartment because I was scared. I, 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 I'll be honest. I didn't go to my apartment because I was afraid. <laughs> I went to my, to my dad and mom's house because I said, let me, let me just chill you off for a little while. They said, okay. They didn't, and they didn't know why. And then I eventually broke down and told my dad, yeah, I went to this movie and scared the shit out of me. And he laughed in my face. And still, <laughs> <laughs> still to this day, he gives me a hard time about this. If a movie makes a grown-ass man in his 20s go to his parents' house to sleep, it's got to be S-tier. It's, it's got to be yeah. S-tier. That's fair. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and I think because Dandy, what did, you, what did you say? I don't know if you gave it an exact rating. I'm gonna go with A. I like I like the things that you you all have told me about it, and I feel like I need to give it another watch and give it another try, and not not trust my younger self on this one. <laughs> so, so I'm so going a to seems like a fair all the rankings. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Um. Now we are looking at a very uh drawn out franchise being The Conjuring, but this is the mm-hmm. the first Conjuring, the thing that started it yeah. all, yeah. Conjuring One. Um, I guess we could start from. We'll start with Otis this time. We'll start in the middle, and we can just knock out me and him, and then we'll go, Danny, uh, Ethan. Danny, yeah. Uh, Conjuring one was cool. Um, I think they added some 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 fun elements to make the the ghosts feel more modern. Like you know the the was it the snaps or the claps that they introduced uh, with the with, it was the claps with uh, the Conjuring and. You know, just again, it's like you said, like uh, making you associate uh, something that's small with fear. So, I mean, that was cool. Um, this one didn't really scare me like that, though. Um, like the 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 ghost felt playful, almost right. Like he was just kind of, uh, kind of. I don't know. I just didn't get a, a feel, a element of fear from the way that they presented the ghost in this. Um, I'll probably get it a B. Uh, it's a B for me. It seemed not yeah. non-lethal in a way. 
Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's just. I will say that's due to the fact that it was following the laws of infestation, working with into possession. So, at least the way that I remember them explaining it in the film is that when it comes to an infestation, a ghost is haunting a house, and in order to possess somebody, it has to break you down. So it was doing little things like. Uh, like moving certain shit around, scaring the individuals and terrorizing the family to break down the mom so that it could then possess the mom, uh, which makes sense. I mean, canonically, it makes sense as to why it was taking a little bit of longer time and uh, made re- it made sense, um, at least script wise, in which in, in, in why you can have multiple scenes of it kind of just jump scaring things. I think that kind of became a, a really bad thing when it came to like the first nun, when it came to them with the over excessive jump scares, that became a bad habit. Um, but this film I thought was cool. I, I love the one thing I do love about this franchise, starting with the first one, is the character building of the Warrens. Funny for me, at least funny enough, I enjoy them more than I do all the ghosts. Like the ghosts and the spirits are fun and they're great, but I love seeing how they as a, how like the scenario and the hauntings and the infestations of the possessions affect the Warrens and their relationship and how they kind of progress through that stuff and solving the case. I honestly would, I wouldn't mind like a show. If they could have like an anthology show where they're solving different cases on some Scooby-Doo type tip, I would enjoy that more than like waiting forever to get one movie from them. Um, Cause I, I'd love to see their relationship develop a little bit more. But for me and this film in particular, the second one, I'd probably give it a, but for this one, I would give it B. I enjoyed the second one a little bit more in the writing of it, but this one felt, um, it could be it could be because I've seen it a couple times up until this point, so I'm I'm, I'm looking at it more critically. But I, I do think I'd probably put it around a B from my level of enjoyment and the fact that I've watched it at least like three times and enjoyed myself each each time watching it with new people. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely giving this an A, and the reason I'm giving this an A, and I want to speak to something Charlie said. You said you loved the the Ed and Lorraine Warren part of it. You loved that part of it because they were real people. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to high school. This is very weird that I'm saying this on like a live podcast. I went to high school with her great grandchildren. What? So like I would Damn. be on Facebook and like see what? see this person's like mother just like posting with Lorraine Warren and that was like her grandmother. What? And like these stories are like based off of real things. So yeah. like, regardless yeah. of how you feel about the movie, that shit is scary. And Ed and Lorraine Warren were real people that helped a lot of people. So this is definitely getting me, getting an A for me, um, just because I literally like kind of knew a connection to that. Yeah, very weird weird way yeah so it gets an a for me just because these are tethered <laughs> to like real so events so you never went, so to, crazy. went to the museum then no i i, I wouldn't go there yeah, i'm really i'm really good on like going to haunted museums and stuff like when i was yeah. younger i grew up i grew up in pennsylvania so there was plenty of haunted things for us to go explore by ourselves that were like abandoned i scared the shit out of myself plenty doing that I really don't want to go to a place where like this stuff is like confirmed. This thing's possessed. Like I'm good. I don't want to go anywhere near that. No, I believe in that stuff way too much to go like actively put myself in a situation. No. It's not gonna happen. Like Lord, I am not gonna go put my myself in in harm's way. I'm oh good. my God, that if that is incredible. Guardian angels do that. Not doing it. Then, like it doesn't. Son-in-law like own the either he lost possession of it or something. Some I don't forget who owns the actual museum right now. Where. 
all the artifacts like the animal doll and stuff is located at but yeah i'm not sure but that's none of my business <laughs> yeah we're not, we're not gonna go there but that, that's what it's wild because we're yeah. talking about with the exorcist how like having a real movie that has real like curses or real hauntings and like you said with the end in the rain having real these are real people uh that died mm-hmm. though not too long ago they actually had you know real families these are real they're real stories obviously this a movie yeah. they hype up certain things but right on some level these are real things that it deal with in some capacity for, sure. for years and years uh, and for Danny to actually be, oh, by the way, I I know I know someone oh, dear. Them. How strange is that? Is, it's so like, that is trippy as hell. Uh, I'll be Your honest. Family is so them. kind. I don't want to like reveal their name because I don't no, I don't no. want it to be weird. But like, they're very mm. kind, very sweet family. Like, very nice people. I mean, their their grandparents or great grand well, yeah, these are grandparents, right? They're, it's grandchild. Great, I believe it was great, 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 great yeah. I mean, not. they were cool. Ed and the Rain are awesome. And actually, I actually love the movie because the movies because of them. Uh, like you said, uh, with Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, they're they're fantastic. They're still going. They just did yeah. the, the the last one not too long ago. Uh, so I actually love this movie. I I didn't I didn't have the benefit of seeing it in the theater with a the crowd, but I saw it with a few friends on a large screen TV, and mm-hmm. we had a we had a blast with it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Is it scary in the traditional sense? Like oh my gosh, I'm horrified. Not like that, but again, it's the mm-hmm. creep factor. It was similar yeah. to the to the sixth sense for me, where it's like I feel kind of un- unease and I have the hair standing in the back of my neck. My favorite part in that movie, though, is a part where when we first meet the Warrens and uh, Lorraine's walking all around the house and she walks around to the backyard and everything. And from our perspective watching the movie, it seems like she's just looking at stuff. And then uh, Ed says, are you seeing anything? And, and then we see her perspective. She's like, I'm seeing everything right now. And you're seeing dead bodies hanging from a tree. We're seeing like, it's like, oh, that's what the movie we're actually watching. Uh, yeah. so, so I thought it was badass. One thing I also like about the movie, too, is this movie has a zero body count. No one actually dies. It's a rated R horror movie. But no one dies. Nice. Uh, so it's kind of cool too. Yeah. Hey man. Um, so yeah. Um, I gave it a B, Danny gave it an A, Otis gave it a B, Ethan, what are you where you at? I, I give it a solid A. Solid A. You know what? I'm not mad at you. Yeah, it's okay there. It's fine. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at that. Um now we can move into one of the classic. Well, the second, <laughs> I guess. Of child play, so this is the first uh, movie, the initial v- unveiling of Mr. Charles Lee Ray, uh, the Chucky doll. For me, for me, for me, I'd probably want to put it in the S tier, and that's due to the fact. Okay. For me, the film wasn't the scariest film. But it was very, very entertaining. I love the, I can't remember the actor's name that plays Chucky. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, but he's just so entertaining as the Chucky doll to me, to where it was, it was a horror, but it also felt like a comedy at certain points, especially like as this as it went on later on. And I was really just watching it for Chucky. Like it was, it was so iconic to the point where people don't really like at least for black folks, we don't call it child's play, we call it Chucky. Like it was Chucky mm-hmm. one. Too. Yeah, for sure. And that's because the doll stood out so much. Um, and he became that big of a, a icon, and the movies were just that entertaining to me. Uh, especially the the one scene where they're in the apartment and he's like uh Chucky's chasing um I can't remember the boy's name either. He's chasing him around and he's just like, and he's also Spider-Man shit. He's just like throwing out quips as he's trying to stab this child. <laughs> <laughs> and then pushes his auntie out the window. I'm like, yeah, man, this is this is golden shit for me. Uh so I, I'm putting it at the S personally. Um, we can go whatever we can go whatever. It was funny, man. That's a it's it's if we were ranking this as far as just movies we like that are fun, fair enough. You can give Charles play a, a solid S, man. I, I would it's for me, <laughs> for me, 
me. I guess I was a little bit too old. I wasn't old, but a little bit too old. Cause I was like, it's a, it's a doll. It's a crazy ass doll. But I was entertained also. I wasn't. I was never afraid. But I was like, it, it's entertaining. And I guess the thing was too is that the Andy because they they chose a small small kid to be his victim essentially. Also mm-hmm. a kid that wouldn't be believed. The real horror, again, you know, a vast majority of horror movies is when the child isn't believed by the adults. It's, it's, in, it's in a few other movies we have on the list right now coming up. Mm-hmm. It happens so often. Uh, so that's the real idea. Is like, What would you do if there was an evil doll trying to kill you and no one was, was there to back you up or help you out? So I did appreciate that appreciate that about the story. But you're right. Charlie Ray uh, is just like such a <laughs> such a crazy ass dude, man. He's up there with like Freddie and uh, mm-hmm. as far as, like, characters. Leatherface. So yeah, it's it's not really scary, but it's definitely entertaining. man. You can't deny that. Yeah, I think it was one of it was one of the, like the first movies I can horror movies I can think of that like did that a horror balance within or the comedy balance within it where it was like comedic horror I guess that I can think of. Yeah, because it was eighties. It, it was like I think I think there's no reality in which it didn't influence Freddy because Freddy when he first came out wasn't popping out with jokes at all. He was just I'm here to kill. I don't know, it. bro. He didn't he didn't drop the um he didn't drop the I'm here bitch really until like <sighs> later in two so and good. three. So Freddy. Um, yeah, and the first one he's pretty much more just because also in the first one he hasn't seen as much either. I, I just watched it again because of y'all. So it's, right. it's later on, he actually gets... Oh, Johnny Depp in it. Yeah, but that, with, that, with that scene, is still... Such a good one. So iconic. Uh, the one with yeah. the ceiling from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. In the bed, because he falls asleep. One of the best. One of the best. Um, but I, I would... I, <laughs> Chucky. I'd probably put Chucky number one with Andy. I'd probably put that uh, uh, B-tier. Personally, that's just me. But I put it B-tier. Brad Dourif is the, the actor's name, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, even, it's, I love it even more because, like, down the line with the show when it came out, the like the lady, the woman that's in, I think, like the seventh movie, and then in the show is his daughter. Like they Jennifer buy her. Tilly. Yeah, no, not Jennifer Tilly. Like his, his, her, ex, his actual daughter is like now playing. Oh. She pretty much, she's playing a possessed version. So like, Charles Lee Ray character possessed her body, and she's like pretending to be her dad. That's so funny. Like, I didn't know that's about that. So it was cool. dope. But yeah, my bad. But. <laughs> Yeah, I said it's better to be. I I'm also gonna give it a B. I I think it's also an enjoyable movie. I enjoy I I love child's play. I enjoy watching it. Did it scare me? I don't know. I I, I don't think it did, but it is that comedic scary, which I enjoy. I love movies like that that are horror movies and people are dying but it's still like a little bit lighthearted. again kind of like that feel good horror movie feel good. um yeah like a feel good horror movie and uh yeah it gets a b for me solid b yeah it's a it's a c for me um <laughs> chucky fenster never really did it for me uh so yeah, like because i mean that's what he looks like he looks he's dressed like chucky finster from the rugrats like why would i be intimidated by this dude yo um, what's that is that how he got the is that possible that's how he got the name chucky in the I, I don't know if that's really the case but that's just always who i've connected him to um and i'm, I'm kind of in the opposite boat because i think we talked about this when we talked about the evil dead before like i hate comedic horror movies like i feel like you can have like moments of levity in there like and you know like a couple laughs, but when you go to like full comedy, you lost me. Like I have no immersion into this thing anymore. I'm just like, if you don't stump this plastic dude out and just be <laughs> done with it, like 
what are we doing here? He's got a knife. Oh wow, I got a shotgun. Come on now, like this. Let's just put this down, okay? Let's just handle this. Yeah, it's a C for me. Like, it's iconic. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Like that's the horror movie I'm showing to my five year old nieces. Cause like yeah. you know, yeah. no, we can we can laugh at this together. Cause who is this clown? Yeah, that's Let's fair. Let's see. That's hilarious. Okay. Um. So I think that probably balance out around a B, right? Probably S, B. B. Two Bs. Is it C, two B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll put that. We'll put that in a B. Uh, moving on. This is another one. The the black phone. I swear to God, it's gonna sound like I'm like giving everything high tier, but this for one for me you is for are. sure an S tier for this one. For me, for me, because the terror and the way it was shot and the acting was top notch for me. Um, I think I, Ethan did. Did I call you? I feel like I called you after I watched this. Yeah, right? you called, like, they called both of us. Yeah, you definitely called me. Yeah, I, uh, I saw it because of you. Yeah, I, I love this film. This is when I want to rewatch. I've only seen it the one time, so again, this is probably the first watch glaze. So I got to watch it a second time to kind of break down what may or may not have been wrong with it. But this one was like this is one of my first films I saw Ethan Hawke in, and maybe my if it, no. It may it may have been my first one, or it was probably something else I watched. I didn't know if he was. Well, in. He probably sinister. He's in saw sinister. Hulk. Mm. Oh, he wasn't Hulk. Yeah. Well, sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Hulk. I didn't know. Wait, is not he, gonna, is I didn't know. That was, was he in sinister? I think he's in sinister. Yeah. No, he said the Hulk. I think he said the Hulk. Yeah, wasn't he? Uh, oh, that's Ed Norton, not Ethan Hulk. Yeah, definitely in sinister. Yeah, definitely in sinister. He didn't put on an acting clinic, and this was crazy. And some like the weird. Like body acting things he would do. Plus, this thing is yoked. I'm sorry, but that that cut away. Right? <laughs> him in a chair, sitting there with the belt, the weird shit. He's like at the top of the stairs. He's yeah. like, I'm like, bro, how old? Is he? Yeah, he's old. he's old. He's old. He's just jacked. But for me, this is like a really, this is a uh, pleasant surprise because I went and saw this on a whim, um, and I ended up loving it. But yeah, this this is yeah. another S for me. There's not there's not too many more S's uh, for me on here. So I got okay. <laughs> Two S's back. <laughs> my bad. My out. bad. She's calling you out. Uh, I think when you go this because Charlie skipped my turn. Charlie skipped me, but that's mm. fine. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't know what order we were still going in. Okay. Yeah, sorry. You, you, we can go. We'll go down. We'll start with Otis then. Yeah. So this, th I just think that this dropped at a bad time for me because, like, I've also like, like, I relate Ethan Hawke. I mean, uh, to you know, me seeing him in um night. What is huh in Moon Knight? And y'all know how I feel about that. Well, I think this um, came out like a month before Moon Knight dropped, didn't it? Either way it goes, it was just too close. And I, <laughs> I still haven't like had the urge to watch this. Like I, I don't want to still actually. Like I've heard good things about it, but like every time I like go to turn it on, I was like, let me do something better with my life. Oh wow, okay. So, so I haven't seen it. Unfortunately, I hate one of free. Moon Knight. I don't know where the Moon Knight. Well, I know where the Moon Knight hit came from. Cause it yeah, was yeah. bad. That's why it came yeah. from. Okay, I, I it was bad. It came with the show itself. Uh, yeah, Danny, you can go next. I also have not seen this movie. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. I'm really sorry, Charlie, but where can I watch this? Like, it was on Amazon Prime. For it's, it's on Amazon Prime. Why did you like it? it? Other than why it was it was shot good. Like, okay, so it was. I'll go, Charlie. Since, since, I'll yeah, go, I'll go, go this one. Yeah. So here's something that I know Otis actually would like about this. I think Danny, Danny would too, because you actually make movies on the craft. 
I think the way it's been described to me in online is that it's basically like like a Silence of the Lambs meets um, almost like kind of like a, a coming of age, like with a Stand by Me or uh, It with kids. It, it, I know yeah. that sounds weird, but it's it really the, the Silence of the Lamb elements is 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 very bizarrely apt. When you see the movie, it's hard to explain, okay. but it's there. And the thing about it is that's that's kind of unique. Oftentimes, kids in movies seem like don't seem real either they can't act or what they're saying doesn't sound like a real kid right mm-hmm. this movie does it really really well where they actually sound like the kids sound like really like actual kids the actual the strife of, of growing up coming of age is very much on on point like, like charlie said ethan hawk is a weird bizarre entity it's uh y'all know how much i love hasoka from uh hunter x hunter mm-hmm. he's kind of in a way like channeling some bizarre yes? like eerie because he's not outright like, i'm gonna hurt you kill you he's kind of like just like i'm here to be your friend but i'm a creepy as hell weirdo it's it's hard to describe okay. i think danny i think you would like it because it is so well it's very well shot the cinematography is like almost it Martin Weekends. Hmm. It, it's yeah. it's it's bizarrely well made and it, it's it's actually well written and actually performed mm-hmm. too so, yeah. To, yeah. to hear a silence of the lamb comparison f- yeah. coming from ian you you, you know how hannibal lecter yeah He's that's that's my guy yeah. um so I, i'm out there i'm out there eventually buckle down it's, it's halloween month might as well go ahead and and, yeah. and knock this out this month yeah and, and one thing too otis if you haven't beef with otis if, uh ethan hawk fair enough his face is covered up the entire movie yeah that's one thing I want to get into. Um, they sort of like this mask here they, uh, that they have here. The interesting yeah. thing that they do with it subtly is that throughout different phases of the movie, depending on like what his mood is, the mask is in sectional. So like he'll have the bottom part off and have like the devil horns on, or like he'll have the smile on, or different parts of it will be on his face, and they do it subtly throughout the film. Hmm. Um, That's like, interesting. They, yeah, it's very. It's, 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 very, meant, to, it's meant to reflect his personality. What he's because I think he. Mm-hmm. Meant, I'm not sure if he has multiple personality disorder outright, or if he. Chooses what, but it's it's meant to reflect his personality essentially. What he's going for yeah. okay. the mask. It's, it's very similar to it. Great. I think the children actors are like I'd argue the children actors are on par with the it actors. At least the newer. One hundred percent. The bro- the brother and sister. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, mm-hmm. better than some of them. Okay. I'm gonna have to watch yeah. that. So I guess me, me and Ethan can be the ones to rank this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're just ranking whatever you rank it. I'll probably second that. Def. Okay, I won't put it S tier. I'll put it A. I'll put it A. I'll, I'll, drop, I'll drop it one. I'll drop it one. I'll try not to give a million S's out. But that's just yeah, like, again, this is my first watch for this film. So I still have that, like, the haze of, damn, this was really fucking good when I left the theater. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let it, I'll, I'll let it go to A. I would, if it was, if I was basing it purely on the writing and acting, I'd go S. But because I'm, we'll keep it fair, I'll set my S's for one of the movies on here. Right. Um. Now we're getting into, again, another class. We have two, well, we got another class. I think we're like doing every other one. In there, um, the shining, uh, mm-hmm. one, of the, Johnny, man. one of the breakout, uh, role, shiny, man. if not the breakout role for Jack Nicholson. Um, yeah, how did y'all feel about this? Well, we can start so, with uh, Danny. You know? so Danny. This movie scared me so bad when I was younger. This was probably like one of the first horror movies that I ever watched, um, and it was really unsettling to me. At the time, I probably couldn't put my finger on it like I can now, but the idea of being locked up as a woman with a a psychotic man with your child and nowhere to go, that's like Mm. a woman's worst nightmare. God. Along with all the other weird shit going on in there. 
Like you cannot decipher reality from like ghosts. And then like, what is reality then at that point? And then the scene, the one scene that just is just unsettles me the absolute most is the one where you just like peer into the door frame. And there's like that dog man thing. I oh, the guy giving him scene. a yeah, yeah. That scene, just the I don't know what it is, but I hate it real bad. <laughs> I know it's so. I, I hate. I don't mean to cut anybody off or like that, but uh, so I, I I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts and lots of psychology thing. And there was there were these um, there was these professor breaking down that specifically that scene why that scene is so unsettling is because it is something it's so it's a juxtaposition of things that don't add up or make sense and there mm. is no explanation for it at all so it's just your that mind's hurts. going crazy trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and then it's just there's just no resolution so it's it's pretty much like if someone just if you just heard someone out 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 if we were here right now and we just all of a sudden heard a, someone scream horribly. And then we went outside and saw nothing. Like, what the fuck? That the idea of not knowing what just happened would be even mm. worse than having some kind of an answer to it. So that's kind of what's going on there. It's uh, just it's inexplicable. Yeah, that makes a build, lot of sense. To build upon that, something like the way, like to get into some of the psychology of it and how it's built. Uh, when it comes to the human mind, we don't like open, empty spaces when you're in an enclosed area. So like all the long shots of like long hallways or empty rooms where it's just dark and silent or dark and like eerie, like mentally as like a human being, like your first instinct is to, okay, I need to get in somewhere or I need to get other people here to fill the space up. We don't do well with empty spaces. And there's, uh, it's also playing around with, um, with it's called the term is called liminal spaces, if I remember right, or liminal spaces, right? Yes, liminal, yeah, liminal spaces. Yeah, liminal spaces. Um, so it, it, I don't, some of the, sometimes I don't know if like directors do this stuff on purpose or if they're actually consulting with psychologists to do this stuff or if it's just coincidence that these things are made in a certain way to scare us. But um, this film, like from a technical standpoint, is really great. Um, and it does a great job at building like a, a lore of the of the, the, the hotel or what is it exactly yeah so it's a real it's place to overlook the over it's a hotel it's a real place too um mm-hmm. so uh but yeah I, what you're talking you're referring to the luminal spaces also the the, yeah. the vectors as far as clearly uh stanley kubrick and his dp Stanley knows this really well nothing is an <laughs> nothing is a coincidence or an accident when it comes to making a movie it's so much time and effort put into it Setting up Especially shots. with Stanley Kubrick. Especially with that yeah. genius, Kubrick. So Kubrick took, I mean, I'm sure you already know this. He would spend like literally, it was like 97 takes on simple, simple shots. He'd, take, he'd, he'd have the like actors do like 90 plus takes to the point where they were literally losing their minds. Uh, where Shelley Duvall was losing her hair. Jack Nicholson's like sat down, like almost crying, like I have no idea what to do here. The point, the, the, he used that axe to break that door down because he actually had a training as a volunteer firefighter, right? But he mm. was just like, saying he says the line here's johnny he literally improv that on the spot because he was saying so much random shit over and over again every time something different every time he's like my mind is gone i'm just saying whatever comes next to me he could probably said purple mm-hmm. next time so it's it's just like <laughs> seeing job. people literally lose their mind on camera is is unsettling and that's what we mm-hmm. saw when Shelly devall swing that bat like that she's like she really is like i have i'm i'm losing my mind here i'm about to hit him for real i'm tired abuse again it's crazy. Yeah. Have you guys again, heard of the documentary about about like all room. the interpretations? The Room Two Thirty Seven yes. about all the interpretations of The Shining. It's an amazing documentary that sent me down like a, a rabbit hole. 
and so many different know. people's perspectives on it too. It's it's great. It Highly really recommend. Great. You have to watch it. It's so uh, good. Is Netflix. It's been a long time since I watched it. I think it's on YouTube. You can I get my YouTube premium account. You can watch it there. But one thing also, I'll let Otis go right real quick. But what the last thing is, as Otis, as, I'm sorry, as Denny mentioned, it is a mother essentially trying to protect her son from her husband who's gone mm-hmm. ape shit. That is a horrible, horrible scenario. And just imagining, like, again, with, with Andy and Chicky and uh, even the kids in, the, in Black Mask or the kids in the, in the Conjuring, a lot of kids. It's like, can you imagine, also in the kids in Sinister, could you imagine, could you imagine? Being a child, having to endure pure evil, could you could you imagine that pure evil was coming from your father? It's like that's just. Mm-hmm. I can imagine more pure than a child. Nothing is more pure than a child. That's why we have to utilize children in these ways in scary movies because there's nothing more pure than a child's spirit. It's innocent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do they do? So it's. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. Uh, I went a little bit with with Danny. I watched this movie also pretty early. I don't remember exactly how old I was when I saw The Shining, but it it, it really creeped me out, and and not in like a a, a jump scary way because I don't. I mean, there are jump scares in The Shining, but like just you know the 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 the, the, the two little girls, you know, the just certain sh- shots of the hallway, just like the way that they had the music, like kind of like. Mm-hmm. Hit that odd note before things went wrong. Like it was, it's so unsettling. And you, I kind of unpack a little bit more from it every time I see it, and understanding that it is like you know, I guess uh, linked to multiple stories. I, I guess that makes more sense there. But this, I mean, again, it, it is because it's not scary. But it's not like not scary either. So trying to rate this uh, on a horror scale is 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 weird. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess for for the eeriness factor, it, it's I gotta give it an A at least, at least an A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't rank it either. I, the this uh, the quality of the film. I mean, we gotta. <laughs> this is such a benchmark. I'm old as shit. I get it. But I I would I would. Am I? Are we like limited to our S? The amount of S we can we can throw at movies. We're not limited. I I just I'm trying my best to like keep it somewhat sacred. Somewhat. Okay, that's mm. fair. That's fair. Okay, it's we, the shining right. though. It's like I'm not. The I'm not shining. Yeah, I didn't say that for you not to put it up there. If you think it's that mm-hmm. it's that poly or that level, then throw it up there. I mean, it it does start with an S. So I I, I mean, you kind of have to mm. on merit alone. It's the the thing about the shining too is like it's like it's just so. So many things are referenced from it, like obviously Treehouse of Horror with The Simpsons and uh, even Ready Player One. It's years and years later; yeah. it's still overwhelmingly iconic. Um, so I, we got to yeah. give it some some clout, man. If if not S, at least A. So I, I'm juggling between S and A. If I'm allowed to have S, I'll say S. But yeah. I was gonna say I'm personally giving it an S because after watching that documentary, I just like I don't know how to feel about it. I, it yeah. already unsettled me from the first from when I was younger, and as I age, it's not getting any less unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. If I hear one more, if I see one more, here's here's, a, here's Johnny reference in a show or a cartoon or an anime. I'm gonna lose <laughs> it. I'm, that's one of the most overdone. Ref- I'm so tired of it at this point. That's fair. But it um, came from that. It came from it is though. You know. Yeah. yeah. But getting into the next film. Um, this one is technically horror, but I kind of look at it as more of suspense to me than anything else. Like it looked like a, like a monster flick almost. It seems to a uh, quiet place. Um, what I will say is, from a at least for me, from a t- 
technical standpoint and from a writing standpoint, I thought it was really dope and really innovative to have because isn't, isn't the daughter in this? She's deaf, right? The daughter's deaf. The real life, yeah, the real life person, yeah. the actor. So like them, like writing, that into, yeah, writing that into the story was an amazingly well done. Um, and having that be like one of the weaknesses of the aliens was, I don't know, I thought that was all put together really well. Uh, what I will say, I think that they they suffer from the thing that one thing I talked I talked to Danny about this before, and also I've talked to everybody about this before in regards to monster flicks. Is I think they show the monsters too soon because, like, once for like after like the third time of me seeing one of these aliens, I'm kind of just like, okay, I'm not really scared of it anymore. I'm just kind of seeing imperfections in it. Um, mm-hmm. you give it to me, just shoot it, wait, no. Just well, they, they, they ain't got big enough guns for that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, eventually, eventually they do. Eventually they, they do that. But yeah, it's later on. But yeah. So for me, I'd probably put it at a B, B. C. Because it was so well written. I'm just like, I want to put it there, but it just, I'd put it at a C. I'd put it at a C. I'd put it at a C. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Charlie. I'm also with Charlie. Oh my god. I, I think I, right. I think it is written so well. I think it's an amazing um movie. I don't know it didn't scare me. I love the approach to it. If we were rating this on like action movies, it'd be like an S for sure. But okay. that's fair. So we, we, yeah, it just okay. didn't scare me in this in the way that I like to be scared when I watch horror movies. Was it a great movie? Fair. It was a 10 out of 10 movie. Like that shit is written so well. It's such an interesting new take on anything that I've really seen. So I enjoyed it for that reason. But did it scare me? Not really. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I guess it didn't scare me either, but the suspense in the drama was mm-hmm. real. And also it was like you mentioned yeah. before, Dev, it was a extremely innovative idea. The idea too of sorry, one thing I, I mentioned before as far as like a subtext. Subtext is something that only seasoned writers that know what they're doing and filmmakers are able to do. Danny knows this, she's been on countless sets. Sub being able to convey a lot with very little is what something only a pro can do. They told the story of how how is this this family could survive these these creatures that, that feed on sound. Oh, they have a deaf child. They never say it, they never say it, but you you, you get the mm-hmm. idea. They were able to survive because as soon as they, they realized that sound was the what, what caused monsters to come after you, the family already knew how to do sign language and they never had to speak. They were mm-hmm. they had a built-in saving mechanism to save them. So little nuances ahead with the actual script, the fact that it was genuinely suspenseful, the scene where the mother is I know it's kind of over the top, but she's giving birth, trying not to scream so while the monster mm-hmm. coming up. That, that's that's a very tense scene. So sure. even the kids drowning in corn in the, uh, in the silo. It's, it's so creatively put together. Uh, I have to at least, I got to give it a B. And the fact that the dad, the last thing the dad does That's before fair. he dies is he, is he conveys to his daughter that he loves her. That's, that, that she was confused when he, that she was blaming him or not for the death of, the, of her brother. And he's like, I love you. I've always loved you. He signs to his daughter before he dies. I love you. I've always loved you. And then he screams for the mystery monster. It's like, that's so well done, you know? So mm-hmm. I got to give at least a B. I just want to say, you can either make me cry or you're gonna make me scared. You don't get to do both, and like <laughs> I can't be crying yeah. and be scared in the same movie. It. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's another. There's a, I'm interested to see how you feel it, about another movie then later on in this list because there's another one where I feel like I damn near cry anyways. So, okay. so my grievance with this and why I gave it to, uh, the C, it was just too bright. Like if okay. this, if all the events of this happened at night, I feel yeah. like it brings so yeah. much more. Element yeah. to it, yeah. Like the that's a great 
It's like, oh, there's a creature over there. Yep, I can't talk to it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk to it. Hello, Bob. Yeah. Oh, wait, I guess you did. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. No, I, I feel y'all as far as because this is if we are ranking horror movies, and the idea is scares. That's fair. Yeah. I, but yeah. I'm gonna give it a B. If we're giving Chucky, if we're giving Chucky a B, fam, I'm gonna give this Lisa. Chucky a B. got a C for me. No, yeah, I get I gave Chucky a C also. So I'm I'm giving this Lisa B in my opinion. But. Right. This so is yeah. a better movie than Chucky. This absolutely is a better movie than Chucky. Yeah. So for people mm -hmm. watching this, keep in mind we're if we were just rating things off the quality of, as a film, then things would be shifted in different orders. But oh yeah, for sure. Poor thing in mind. So that's why, at least for me, I, I looked at things and put them where I put them. Um, but getting into the, I think damn near the quintessential horror movie, one of the quintessential horror movies in Halloween. Uh, one of the, the the starter of the slasher genre, um, and of a of a of a creation creation of an icon that has kind of been dragged out a little bit too much at this point, at least with the current franchise. A little, a little bit. It's the list. <laughs> there's, 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 yeah. I told you how much I hated the last, the third, third one. Of that <laughs> I vividly remember, like, when I saw that, I think I called Ethan. I don't know, if, I don't know if I called the group or if I just called E. And ranted about how bad that shit was and how much I hated that movie yeah. for at least thirty multiple times. Minutes. Multiple times. What do we expect after so many times? Yeah, because he came out. How much what? can you expect from something when you've squeezed every last drop out of it? <laughs> what else do you it. think and they're gonna come up with? It's fucking great. Rehydrated you know? it and then tried to squeeze <laughs> it again and then tried to rehydrate it again and it just didn't work. It was just water at that point. It was just yeah. Water. There's nothing there. I, I, I wish that's why I hated Dust. it. I wish that's why I hated it. <laughs> I wish that's why I hated it. Um, because the first one was I to me like I didn't think the first one was terrible. But them second two, them, that second and third one, I was like, of oh, the re. But yeah, the, yeah, yeah the that final run, the first one was solid. It was actually yeah. not a bad movie. I, I'll give them credit for that one. I agree. But them other two, like kills and ends, shoot Ethan, yourself. Yeah, Ethan Otis, they, that that third one made me angry. You know how I but, am. But, but, I but, this film made me angry. But to get yeah, to get into this one, to we're, talking about, this we're talking about we're talking about the, the goat. We're talking yeah. about the goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, this movie was really innovative and it kind of plays into it was one of the forefathers of that concept we talked about earlier as far as the minimalism of sound uh, yeah. when it came to Sinister mm -hmm. as well as the 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 music being a staple thing when I heard the music it immediately made me feel different like I just like I, I would visibly like either sit up or like I move my hands certain ways when I would hear that sound cue um, and then they made the thing that I love the most about about Michael Myers is one of the similar things I talked about when it came to The Quiet Place is that we don't know everything about him and we don't know need to. And the lack of information oh, yeah. makes that scary. Now, as a franchise went on, they tried to talk about him being a demon baby oh, or being a curse or whatever. They they um, but him just being the shape and the concept of the shape being able to be anyone and how he did certain things and the way he would stand. Um, it, it was amazing. I, I'm putting this S tier. I don't feel bad about that. That's fine. That. So I know y'all, I keep on jumping people's feet, but you have to mention the shape as far as somebody being in the background, there's so many times if you watch the movies, oh, by the way, he's right there. Mm -hmm. It's broad daylight, too. He's just standing there lingering, just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And it's it's even more scary because the idea is he's always around, just casually hanging out. Uh, and he just, I love that he's called the shape. I love the idea that he has no real identity. You never see his actual grown, at least on this movie. You don't see his real grown face. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> No, I mean, if you're taking this movie by itself and not contaminated with uh, some of the less, uh, the lesser slash later 
you know, renditions of it. It was a great movie, man. Like, again, uh, so for me, this is at a point where I'm uh, not necessarily desensitized. Because uh, Halloween, my parents wouldn't let me see until, like, high school. Oh, so, yeah. like, yeah. But by that point, like, like horror wasn't the same for me anymore. I was kind of, they, horror movies were like my action movies, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so getting to that one, like, seeing, you know, just like, it did bring an element of fear because, like, this is like a regular person. So, like, like, just got to think, like, this could happen. Like, if, if, like, he's about my size, if I was to just go on a rampage, it would be difficult to stop me from doing it. So that's the that's that the my mind. That's the he's you with he's you with adamantium knees, basically. <laughs> and, yeah, and teleportation because, like, some of them times I was like, wait, hold on, like, he was how you how you do that? Yeah. But, no, um, it, it, it's uh like it it made the rules like it made the like the the motif of how slashers go mm. and now slashers are are basically like popcorn films but like it was the it was the slasher like in the time of slashers so I, I got to give it a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, at the uh, yeah. A tier. I'll go A tier. Um, just because, again, it, it didn't give me like the element of fear and dread that I could, but it just had that thing in my mind like, that could really happen. Like, actually, mm-hmm. like today. Imagine if Nicole Jokic just said, yeah, bro, it's done. Yeah. You gotta move somebody. You gotta get somebody fast. <laughs> you get a tank. Just get a tank. That's what you need. <laughs> He's saying something faster. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. For the most part, Mike Myers, he doesn't really run. He never. That's the point. Him teleporting. He doesn't. Yeah. That dude, he doesn't have to run. That's even worse. Yeah. He's so scary. He doesn't have to run. So. He's stalking you. It's the crazy shit about like an actual animal. He's waiting for you yeah. to get tired of yeah. for you to get The music slaps to this day. Well, like, it's, it's, it's John Carpenter, man. Isn't that yeah. is John Carpenter, right, Danny? That did the score. Mm. John Carpenter was a director for it. No, no, I know he directed because John Carpenter oftentimes do the scores for his movie. I know he did it like for um, Escape from New York and for Big Trouble Little China. I'm gonna look it up right quick. I believe it was. Um, but then you, you can go next. I'm gonna, I'm gonna so I think what makes Michael so scary is that he is so human, but also very not human. Um, like you said, he walks everywhere, but he can kind of just transport places and kind of be faster than you, no matter how far you're running. So I think that's absolutely horrifying. But what's interesting about this kind of like setting the tone for slashers is that there is not one drop of blood in this first movie. Oh yeah, There's no oh, yeah. blood oh, yeah. in the entire movie, which yeah. I've always found so interesting because the movie is still so scary and so effective. That stalking aspect for sure. It's that there's always this looming character behind you that other people may even see, but he's just so unsuspecting that they're just like, What the hell is that guy doing over there in that bush? That's all. Oh, I keep minding my business. And then you look back and he's gone. It's, it's very real, but it's still very unnatural. And he has this way of kind of being a ghost and being able to kind of float in and out of the background without you saying. So I think that's what makes him so absolutely terrifying. And not even being able to see his face. He doesn't make noises. He just has this theme, again, with the music. Super effective. You're love right. love the usage of a theme song for a killer. That was, I think, really popular in the 80s and late 70s, obviously. But, like, super effective. 
gets your heart racing every time. He he is yeah. completely silent. He never even as a kid when we see him first, uh, he doesn't speak. We never see we never hear Michael Myers I speak. I love that. At, I love that so much. There's something so seen. terrifying about him having nothing to say, but having yeah. to do all of these things. Yeah. So for me so personally, I'm giving this I'm giving this a B because there's no blood. I like <laughs> like a bit I like a bit of glorious. Oh. Yeah. That's that's fair. It's it's fair. Yeah. It's it's um, I love what you know. Everything you said is is a very accurate as far as him being seeming so real. Another thing you mentioned too, Danny, is this movie had a lot of fun with the uh, depth perception or depth of field as far as just lots of things that happened in the background. Uh, one thing too, uh, Charlie knows I'm a fan of wrestling. The Undertaker, he got his move, one of his mm -hmm. signature moves from this, as far as the he rises oh, up. Cool. Essentially. Um, because there's a part in this movie where it seems like oh Michael Myers is, I think that we think that Jimmy Curtis has stabbed him in the neck with like the iron. I'm sorry, not the iron, the uh, the, the coat picture. hanger, right? The coat oh, hanger, and she we think oh yeah, we think oh maybe he's down for the count. He's lying in the background, and the way the, the shot is set up, she's in the foreground, he's in the background, he just slowly sits up, and it's so well done, it's awesome. He's also again he's silent, you have no idea. That's the worst kind of entity that is just horrifying. It's horrifying. He's thinking up sitting up behind you. So yeah, we got to give it some credit for that. I love the idea too that he, um, like, like Charlie, uh, I'm sorry, Otis mentioned the idea of establishing so many rules. The original Scream, Scream Queen, Jamie Lee Curtis got her, you know, made her first movie, her first her debut was this, and she, she crushed it with this too. So you got to get some some props to our girl for that. The rules idea, as far as like who, whoever the virgin survives, came from this more or less too. So it's yeah, you got she got to show some credit for it, where it's due. I would give it a solid. Based off his legacy, what it did, also my boy John Carpenter, I would give it a solid A. Um, but I, I know what you mean. It's not like a bloody. It's not that kind of thing. It's not big budget. It's very small budget. But also, it did establish or set the so effective, yeah, the trend for for slasher films too. So I give it a solid A. Real quick, the last two things I want to add in to one our question earlier. John Carpenter did he did do this score? Yeah, I just looked it up. Um, and then two, the last thing I really thought was so well done that they did was that they made sure they characterized him as being a child because keep in mind he was arrested as a child and was in a mental facility for his entire life so he still has childlike tendencies and you see that through like some of the kills like him putting on a sheet and putting on glasses the tricks mm -hmm. to kill him or like the way he like stabbed the body through a wall and pinned it through a wall and like looks at it and admires so it's like doing childlike things but in a horror like horrific way and i'm like damn like they characterizing this character without him saying a single word just do like accents or subtle things he's doing. Like he mm -hmm. went, what was it? He went and got his sister's gravestone and put it in the bed too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just did like shit, like shit that only children would do, like because they don't really understand or they don't get like the relevance of certain things. So he's just doing shit to do shit because he wants to do it. I think that's the other thing for me that is also a very creepy aspect is that like this person is related to the person that he's after. Directly related to the whole yeah. time. Like that's his sister. So but but she, but she doesn't know that. She has no idea that's the case. She doesn't know that. I know, <laughs> but there's something so creepy about that. There's mm -hmm. something, once you finally do find out that's what it is, that's mm -hmm. unsettling. That's yeah. so unsettling. Yeah, it is. And it doesn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but the doctor, Dr. Loomis, the guy that's hunting after him pretty much the whole movie, doesn't he pretty much say that he never, in all their time together, he pretty much never spoke, yet he still knows that he pretty much believes if there is such a thing as pure evil, this kid basically is it. Yeah, somehow yeah. I still yeah. laugh at him because I still have that like that uh adaptation they did with him in the boondocks where that guy's just like chasing the kid the whole time. Chasing, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's evil, <laughs> you must kill this child. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot uh, about that. <laughs> but true. yeah, what? So I gave it an S. Ethan gave it an A. No, he gave it a B or A, right? Ethan no, no. A. Danny gave it a B. Yeah, Danny gave, gave it a B. B. Uh, B and E both gave it an A. Okay, yeah, so I'll put it an A. A or because yeah, I gave it an S. So we got an S and two A's and B. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. Next up, we have an- again another class. We got all the classics like around each other. Um, aliens, aliens. I don't know oh, if I got the right aliens. picture. Uh, I know originally I had the first alien here, but we had a special request yeah, from yeah, we, we, Mr. East, yeah. Mr. Mr. Meaner himself, to put to get the second film, not the first film. So we'll let yeah, you start off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, we don't have to, we don't have to go back to the first one. The first one, um. It was a good uh, way to introduce Xenomorphs to the world, but it was not the most uh, conducive movie, at least to me. Um, but Aliens? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, everything from the set design to the the actual final, uh, I guess, final fight. To, to for lack of a better word, like I I I still love this movie to this day. This is one of my my favorites. Um, it's it, it is kind of hard to like see it as a horror to me at this point because I, I I've watched it so much, so like the horror side is like uh not necessarily as prevalent, but a really really well done movie like just seeing like the some of the, the effects they did to make the aliens like actually like move mm-hmm. like they're they're still kind of like i wouldn't want to see a xenomorph right now like uh they're they're like top five of my just never want to see ever list <laughs> like right there next to like dracula um yeah but like yeah like oh god no but um <laughs> If I if I'm scoring aliens, I think I'm gonna give this an A too. Uh, uh, this is a really good movie. Um, Sojourney Weaver gives a, a fantastic performance. Killer performance. Yeah. yeah, I think she has a better job in this movie than she did in the first one. She had more. To I do. agree. Yeah. Is this the one she had the Mexican one in this one? Right? Was that the first one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, was, that was the second one. Great movie. So for me, it's interesting because I came into this franchise a lot later. My first introduction to Predator and Aliens was the first Alien versus Predator movie. I had to go back and watch the uh, original ones after the fact. So, Wait, so you, me, you for introduction to Alien or Xenomorphs, Xenomorphs was, was Alien versus Predator. Predator. Mm-hmm. That's a weird story there. Also, yeah. I mean, he's that's yeah, right like, around when he came around, so that makes yeah, sense. But yeah, it's still crazy. Yeah. So for me, I love the design of them. To I, I kind of have this weird thing about like monsters with no eyes. It's like mm-hmm. monsters with no eyes, excessive eyes. Like those two things fuck me up. So the fact that the xenomorph had that slick black head and then the little bitty mouth inside of the big mouth was also a cool concept. Mm-hmm. And I still have this irrational fear of face huggers and chest bursters to this day. Like I, I don't know. I have like, that is like one of the worst ways to possibly die in the in the world is to get a face hugger. But you escape that, you're like, oh thank God, all right, I'm alive. Fuck. And then you die later with a chest burst. It's like, okay, bro, I can't win. Mm-hmm. Could, could, um, could you? Could you? And they don't I mean, discriminate. Danny, yeah, don't discriminate. Then you can go next, but just I'll keep something. Yeah, then you go next. Yeah. So for me, I'd, I'd probably put it at a B, but that's only because I'd seen this monster a bunch before I saw the original or saw these like first couple. So I wasn't like as terrified as probably Otis would have been seen that for the first time. 
you also so you weren't just desensitized you saw them in a almost comical way in those other movies yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more like a fast and furious version of them at that yeah. point Basically. <laughs> yeah. i'm kind of with charlie on that one like i didn't see them in the same quite the same order you guys did um but i am obsessed with these creatures um, they're a Stanley or a Stan Winston creation. Um, he's an icon in the industry as well. And I'm with you on the no eyes, Charlie. Um, I think it really takes away anything that can really dehumanize a creature and make it as, as least human as possible. Then I think that's really effective, but I love anything bursting out of the chest. The face huggers are absolutely horrifying. Like there's something so scary about something latching onto your face like oh. that and something just like oh. bursting from your guts. Yeah. God. I think that's great. I think that, it's that, great. that's what you have to really like the fact that it is a two part process. You think it's horrifying mm -hmm. and you suddenly stuck in your face. True. Yeah. But it gets worse, friend. It gets worse. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Good Lord. So y'all saw a complete opposite in me. I saw, I know yeah. we're talking about aliens and aliens is great. Uh, but it's much more of a sci-fi action movie, but alien, I saw when I was a kid, when I was a pup, when I was even younger than Charlie. I saw alien and I saw like, a, not the whole movie. I saw like a random scene out of order. My dad was just like doing something dumb and I had no context. Cause you gotta remember the alien, it doesn't show up until like the oh, like two thirds of the movie essentially. Yeah. I just saw these guys on a spaceship because they're literally having lunch or dinner or something like that, talking with each other, being friends. I thought it was like an episode of Star Trek or, or something like that. I was like, what is this? I thought it was kind of boring. And out of nowhere, old boy starts coughing. I'm like, oh, he's coughing. Why is he coughing? I, I remember saying, why is he coughing? And my dad's like, I have mm. no idea. My dad was a horrible father. And so it's, it's like, it's, 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 so we're, just, we're just watching this thing. And all of a sudden, the guy gets laid over on the table. And, and, and the, he said the chest person pops out. And I... Fell out of the I I fell so out of the, <laughs> of the sofa, and the thing is, the people in the movie I'm sure y'all know this too. Uh, the people in the movie they didn't know it was gonna happen either. The actor, the one, the main uh, was it William Hurt or John Hurt? John Hurt. He knew yeah. this, but no one else knew. So when so when that uh, woman, I can't remember her name, is uh, the the female actors watching, she's like, she goes, "Oh my god!" She like she does that thing. She's like, she's genuinely afraid and confused. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I give that all the credit in the world. Now, Aliens is a great movie, but I like it. What I like about Aliens is this, is the idea of Ripley. Like, if you were a person to, to survive that scenario with one, and they're like, oh, by the way, but wait, there's more. Right. Literally a whole lot more. You're like, I, and she's, she's trying to warn them over and over. Yeah, she's like, Paul Reiser, you're a fucking idiot. Let's get out of here. What are we doing? Yeah, it's like, it's 100%. But they up the stakes even more by having the mother. Is it called the, the queen mother, whatever? I can't remember what it's called now. The hive mother. Mm -hmm. but hive mother, uh, queen mother, something like that. But something it's queen, yeah. queen, yeah. The queen, basically. But it's like that's it's like that, that scenario of seeing an entity that's able to produce these in mass that's larger than even by itself is like just like overwhelming. And I love the standoff they have. Uh, I'm sorry, Danny talking about mothers earlier in horror movies. Because she's trying to protect Newt. Little itty bitty newt that survived this, and there's a standoff where <laughs> Ripley's backing up to the elevator, and the queen mother's like, "I I have my babies, you have your baby, <laughs> let's just call it quits, let's call it even, we're all good, mm -hmm. everything's good." And Ripley could have done that, and they like, "Nah, fuck you." And, and mm -hmm. I just love, I just love that part to pieces. So yeah, it's 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 up there, it's good. As far as scary goes, I can't give it a scare high scare factor because it, it was, again, we, it's more of a of an action movie, but it's still good. It still has to build a. Bill Paxton, right? 
get the Paxton in there. I give it a solid. I give it a solid B. A solid B. It's equal out of B then, because I gave it a B. Dan gave it a B, and Ethan gave it a B. But it's a good movie though. Really good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now we're getting into, I guess, probably the ancestral sequel or the ancestral like legacies. Halloween, yeah. When it comes to legacy of slashers, uh, we're getting into Friday the Thirteenth. I know this part's like cut off. Not for fun fact, not the one that involves Jason Voorhees, but right. that involves Emily Warren's first one. Um, yeah, that had some wasn't. cool. That. So for me, um, I thought that it was a really, at least for the time, not for. Again, this is another. I knew the story of Jason Voorhees before I watched this film. I kind of, I think I watched this in like. Two or three years ago in college, because I, I was doing backtracking, torturing myself and watching even all the bad Jason movies, or the Friday the Thirteenth movies in reverse order. And I got that first one, and the one thing that really caught my eye was the prosthetic effect on some some of the kills. If I remember right, the first one had the one kill where I don't think it was Kevin Bacon; it was some some actor as well known where they took he she took the arrow and put it through his neck. And you saw the like the arrow like poking through this protruding through the skin. The blood looked kind of bad, but that skin effect of like an arrow coming through and how they did that was so amazing to me. Um, I still think it's kind of hard to believe that this elderly woman somehow like killed all these college kids and was moving around like Batman <laughs> and stabbing through the <laughs> it was it was it was amazing. <laughs> and the 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 plot twist of it being this unassuming elderly woman was for the time it was really innovative because a lot of you see a lot of stuff do that later on but for the time i think this is really dope and um you obviously see what comes you see what comes out of it after, uh, later in the, in the in the franchise but to give this one as flowers i'd probably put this one at an a for me fair enough that's fair uh, we go you want me to go to the next or denny go ahead denny yeah so I am right here with the special effects too. I I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this movie. Um, the special effects were done by Tom Savini. He also is a legend. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of his effects. They're very gory and he's very like in camera with his effects. So just like you were saying, like you really get to like see up into the business of what's happening. And I really enjoy that about these movies. Um, so that alone for me gets that to like an A spot. Um, just because, again, I do like that gore. Um, yeah. And yeah, I did actually I did actually get to work with one of the actors that played um, Jason Voorhees eventually. Um, I, I worked with Kane yeah, I worked with Kane Hodder. You did, that's oh. I knew that about you. Yeah, you, did. Yeah, you told me that yeah. before. That's right. You told us that. That's we right. did tell that story. Is is, I didn't. I did not apply his prosthetic. Um, Tom Tom Devlin had applied it, but um, I had to take it off, and he was very intimidating. Yeah, very nice, that, huh? very nice, but very intimidating. Yeah, you did tell how us. How tall that. is he really? Because I've heard he's like six four, six five. I don't know how tall he is real. I don't remember how tall he was. I feel like he wasn't as tall as I thought he was, but like his presence is taller than he is. If that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah. I feel like he's maybe like six one, six two. I don't know if I'm misquoting that. I don't want him to like see this and be like, I'm taller than that. <laughs> um, but I feel like he was not as tall as I expected him to be. His his presence is big. That's how right. I would explain him. There's something so just like large about his presence. It's very intrusive. 
it's hard to explain. They cast him so well. They cast him so well. He's intimidating because he has. You have to be able to behind a mask, a thick mask like that, and not no emoting as far as voicing anything. Still emote that much power and presence. Mm-hmm. And I've heard, I'm sure you all heard the story before about how they were trying to make Freddie versus Jason and, and Kane Hodder and um, Robert England were trying for years to make that happen. And they mm-hmm. finally they finally got it to happen. They finally, they finally the studios made it made it work and they decided to go with somebody else other than Kane Hodder to be the actor in it. And Kane Hodder was so enraged and pissed. So he kind of has a, 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 a ironically enough, his name is Hodder. And he has known for having a bit of a temper when it comes to it. That's fair. So it's, uh, the add on to that, the fun fact they were not only trying to do that, but they were trying to do a three way crossover with those two and Ash from Evil Dead. Right, they, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Which yeah, they right. eventually made a comic, which the comic was kind of cool. Ash is the asshole in the comic, but and they kind of, I think they connected like Jason being a deadite pretty much is the reason why he's like, like he hmm. is able to survive so much. But so, because uh, mm-hmm. I ever read that comic real quick, I know it's off, off base. Was Ash able to like fight? Freddie and Jason somehow, or is he yeah, up pretty up much? Yeah, like he was, he was getting wild. some licks. I don't know how he was surviving <laughs> some, shit, but he was getting some licks. Um, all right, fair enough. Then, power and last fact about that man, Kane Hardy's so like, what, which one was it where I think he had like a whole roof of a building like collapsed on him by accident and he like kept acting or kept Holy going? Like, shit, kept really? Shit. I don't know, I never heard of that. <laughs> that's insane. Whoa. If I remember, yeah, like, that's insane. I can't remember. I saw it in like a documentary or some shit a while back. Like <laughs> My boy had a whole house falling him. He's just like, keep it rolling. Keep going. I messed it. They, they didn't, he didn't keep that exact take going, but like, buddy, like, <laughs> he got, he like, all right, we're going to finish this fucking he movie. He just like, that is, that's the best scene ever. If it wasn't that's in the script insane. and he did that, I'd be like, yo, this is my favorite person alive. Yeah. Really embodying Jason Voorhees for sure. Like, if that yeah. doesn't embody Jason Voorhees, him just like, Rising out of the dead, because hmm. he, he doesn't run either. Jason doesn't run. Um, no. uh, not not the the beginning. In the reiterations, oh, that, man sprint. oh. that man sprints. That man. Really? That man is oh that's, man, scarier to me. That one was scary. <laughs> that man was a menace. Like that is oh that is God, one no. iteration where the later version. Added some a different element because that man was an athlete, bro. Like that's <laughs> horrifying. That's horrifying. That's like so I, much I have scarier. to imagine him doing parkour, hopping over trees oh and stuff God. to get to. Oh, like, hell he was no. sprinting. I was like, mm-hmm. nah, dog. I don't. Nope. I don't want that. No, no. What he, he took? He took an axe and like chucked it hella far and hit Buddy in the head with. Yeah, it. I'm like, yeah, he's an Olympic athlete. He's an Olympic. <laughs> 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 Um, he got the like, golden and axing dome pieces. <laughs> the golden he was axing. Like, he was like yeah. legit hunting. He was utilizing bear traps and shit. I was like, yeah, this dude is terrifying. Yeah, I can't have seen that. Horrifying. That's right. Just like, yeah. yep, just more of a reason. Like, animals already exist, so I usually stay away from the woods, but just gave me an extra layer to like, I'm not <laughs> going in the woods. Like, the camp in general is that, like, you know what? Camp's not for me. Yeah, you know, we can we, we can have a, a camp at, at like a school like mm-hmm. in the city with like people, but like in the woods, no, like I'm good. I'm good. you I'm can actually going. go stay at Camp Crystal Lake. I'm, it's I'm like New Jersey. Jersey. It's in Lake New Jersey. I would totally go stay there. You want to go stay there? You're a grown no. woman. Why would you do that to yourself? Do I have guns with me? Can I have weapons? I'm, I'm yeah, good. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you really could. Biggest I, gun I need Frank Castle with me. That's the only right. way that I'm going. <laughs> he has to be 
there next to me, awake at all times. Yeah, I'm a bona, bona fide NRA member at that point. I swear to God. Give me all the guns. Hockey mask for this hockey mask. Give me all the guns. <laughs> but also, what's funny about the talk, talk about, uh, talk about Jason so much now, because Jason does show up in the second movie. Well, I guess he's in the first movie. He's not really the villain. You have to wear the hockey mask until the third movie, right? Yeah, because it's a bag. Mm-hmm. Though, so it's the, the burlap sack, which is mm-hmm. what the hell? Uh, so it's it's so funny. He's such That's an iconic entity. It's not to this third movie where he actually becomes the icon in this franchise. It's wild. It's wild. I'm trying to remember. I think some, it had some, Savini had something to do with as far as like the switch up with the hockey mask. I can't remember why. Or oh, he was a hockey fan or something of the sort. That's which awesome. again, shout out to that swole ass man. That's another old ass man is just yoked for no reason. That yeah, man yeah, is yeah. Tom. Tom. Yeah, he's Savini. big it's for no he reason. Really he yeah, you know, really is. You know, you know, yeah, hmm? you know him personally, don't you, Tom Savini? No, I wish. Oh my gosh, I want to meet that man. I me too. Because um, I don't know how up to date you are in the WWE too, but the RIP to Bray Wyatt, like his fiend mask, like Tom Savini personally made that mask for him. Where it looked like oh, wow, skin yeah. yeah, he just yeah, he personally. That's why it looks so fucking oh, ter- terrifying. He's done a couple things for just some WWE wrestlers, I believe. That's but, yeah. so cool. I think, I think they, did he do Canes? I think they did Canes also. Yeah, he's gonna do a Kane's mask as well. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. But yeah, but for this movie in particular, though, I gave. Yeah, we, we, we went so far yeah. off. Yeah, I don't even know where it's we okay. are now. Oh, yeah, I never actually uh, gave my re- review on it either. Um, I think this one's a staple just because, like, this is really my first time seeing gore to this degree. Like, mm-hmm. usually, like, you know, gore was implied and, like, you see, like, you know, you hear somebody screaming in pain off screen or something like that. You know, like, nah, you saw it. Like, <laughs> the blood was there and gushing. Like, see, like, the, the scene you're talking about with the, with the arrow coming through his neck. Like, yeah, that was, like, I had never seen that done on screen like that. So it was, it was, it was jarring in a different way. And I think it kind of eventually spawned, like, the, the, the gore that we see in a lot of movies today. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, honestly, it's fair to give it an A, too, because, I mean, it, it it just reaffirmed the rules to a different level in this. Like, you mm-hmm. you just saw immediate punishment to breaking the, the yeah. rules. And yeah. Like, 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 why you're still, like, you haven't even pulled out yet. Like, yeah, yeah like, yeah, still yeah. in the mid, like, okay, yeah. just. In, in, <laughs> in yeah. point yeah. Don't be in the woods <laughs> or you die. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was our boy Kevin Bacon, right? Kevin Bacon was one of the ones that got hemmed up. Bang. I think he was the arrow one. Like he got the arrow person, I believe. He got, he got the arrow. Okay, he's arrow. Person. I think that was Kevin Bacon. I think yeah, you are right about that. But I think because obviously this this came out right after because this came in response to Halloween. Like Danny said, Halloween had no blood because it had such a little budget. So this movie actually they wanted to keep they wanted to keep up with the money that Halloween made. So they said, let's put a lot of blood in it, basically. That's what the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hired Tom Savini, the king of gore. They got the right man for the job. Shit. Yes, they did. Did y'all already rank it? I know mean, Otis did, but uh, Danny and Charlie, I'm sorry I was on the phone. Did y'all uh, rate we it? We got two A's for me and Otis. Yeah. What did you give it, Danny? A. Did you give it? A. A. Uh, it's, it's the first one, and as, it does have my boy Kevin Bacon in it. Uh, because the twist is fun, and because at the end too, the little boy does does grab him out of, out of the, the uh, canoe too, right? Yeah. Um. Shit. I give it an A. And there's a fun fact about that. Initially, that was supposed to be like a dream, a dream sequence. That was supposed to be a thing until they were like, "All right, we need, we need a sequel." Oh. And the mom's dead. How are we gonna do this shit? Oh, what is making a zombie? Bring it back. Oh, we're okay. <laughs> I know that. But okay, now What's we're moving. We're we're gonna get into 
a very I think one of the, the better directors of the new age horror directors, mm-hmm. I guess, yes. Ari Aster and his film Midsommar. Um, this was Danny, you go first with this one. I want you to go yeah, first. Yeah, you go first, Danny. What are your thoughts? We talk, I think we talked about this briefly. Oh, guys. there are so many themes. There are so many themes. So from a, a female perspective, this entire movie is just like a woman's worst nightmare. Again, yeah. themes of cheating, themes of betrayal, themes of... Gaslighting. Yeah, just a lot of themes of gaslighting. There's psychedelic usage, which I love. I love any type of psychedelic usage in horror movies because it really confuses a story yeah. again and really just confuses reality. I love a movie where I'm just like a little bit confused the whole time and I'm like, what the hell is actually going on? Mm-hmm. So I really, I really like how that translated throughout the film. Um, yeah, there's so much foreshadowing and I think you have to watch the film multiple times to be able to really kind of understand what the hell is going on. Yeah, it's it's deliberately cryptic, but at the same time, it's that's part of the appeal. Yes, there's themes of aging. There's there's all these themes that have very much to do with like collective hysterics and collective thinking. It's just it's so much. My first watch of it, I. I wasn't super impressed but then my second watch and i was like okay i get it i get Mm. it now Mm. i get it i love any type of like cult-like movies because again there's there's a touch of reality there it's it's tangible that this could possibly be happening in some weird ass like middle of the woods place you know Mm. it's creepy I like yes. I like cult things. So for me, this one ranks pretty high. This one again is gonna be an A. I feel like I'm ranking a lot of things A's, but like this this is a good one for me. That shows good. Yeah, one. yeah, this is really good. So uh there was this incident that happened in the 1800s where a person just started dancing in a weird kind of way by themselves. And then out of nowhere, another person walking by just started dancing too. And over the course of about an hour or so, a group of people just started dancing with them. And before, I think by the end of that day, it was a group of like a mass, like a large mass of people, maybe a hundred or so people started dancing together out of nowhere. And they danced like that for, I think it was like a week or something like that for a long time. And there was no explanation about it. It was just a weird mentality that happened. Yeah. And uh, I think some of them actually did die. Some of them died dancing. They danced so hard, but it's, and all of a sudden, they just stopped and walked away. And to this day, it's a, one of the weird. I'm gonna try to look up the, the actual name of that phenomenon, but it's where, where did that happen? Just out of curiosity, you know where it happened. You know where it happened. I'm gonna try to find this goddamn thing. Just... Uh, but the, the reason I bring that up is. The... <laughs> <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because that because I, I heard that story a while ago. But this movie reminds me of that as far as this weird, disturbing cult-like behavior that has no real explanation behind it. Like people are just doing insane things. There's a part in this movie, y'all. There's a part in this movie, y'all, where a person drops off, their face smashes in, and people are like, "Cool, just chill, chill mm. about it." It's like that is horrifyingly unsettling. Uh, a dude gets, you know, buried inside the body of like an animal. What is happening? This is a just bear. A bear, right? 
Mm-hmm. I was like, this movie, this dude, because it, it is very much, the, it, even with all this insanity, Danny's right. One of the worst, craziest shits is very much with Florence Pugh. There's a scene where in the beginning of the movie where she's just like crying her eyes out as far as like she's losing her family and just seeing the boyfriend is like, I have okay. no idea what to do. It's like, this is just horror. It's pure horror. We've all been there where someone's like, someone's just losing their mind from tragedy or grief. And this is like, you don't know what to do. Either as a person going through the grief or you're with somebody going through the grief. It's just horror. So I, well, Ari Aster, I hate you. I hate you a lot. So for, for me, I'm going I'm to give this an eight two. Um, and the two points I want to get on to really quickly because I want to hold us up too long is to Otis's point earlier when it came to a quiet place and it happened too much in the daytime for this to be mostly based around like in bright middle of the day and still keep me creeped out was a testament to how good and how well made it was. Cause I can't remember. There were maybe like a couple night scenes where like people were sleeping, but majority of all the, like the action and stuff that happens happens during broad daylight <clears throat> in the middle of like July and like the, it's bright as fuck outside. It's hot. Um, so that like that the safest like, time. Right. The ability to keep me that creeped out during that time period with that much light was impressive. And then the prosthetics. When I saw the Native American, like the eagle thing they did to Buddy in the shed where they had his back skin filleted out like wings. No, no, no. Like, oh, man, that was fucking. I don't know how they did that, but I want to know. It was so well done. It looked amazing. Um, but yeah, I give it a say. I give Lots it a say. of great effects. Yeah, lots yeah. of great effects throughout this whole whole piece. Yeah. yeah so I've I've actually never seen this movie. Um, every time I come across either the like the poster for it or the the trailer for it, like scrolling through movies, it uh, gives me the feeling of another movie that still lives rent free in my brain. Uh, nope, because uh, that's just what I think every time I look at this. Like I'm no, why why would I? choose to do this to myself willingly <laughs> i'm okay um i, I got a little bit of sad, sadistic to me well sadism or whatever you want to call it but i no, i'm okay um <laughs> but i mean to be able to instill that in me from a trailer actually is difficult because usually i'm just like dang shit whatever cool but yeah nope nope <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. This shit, he was like, "Oh nah, 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 yeah, nah, Flor- nah, nah." Flor- yeah, Florence Pugh. Shout out to, shout out to Florence Pugh. Love her. Nah, I do. She she is dope. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so real quick, uh, I guess it's, so. It's called a uh, dancing mania, also known as the dancing plague or choro choreo mania. It's a real thing from St. John's Dance uh, Tarantulum and St. Davis St. Vitus Dance it was a social phenomenon that occurred primarily. In mainland Europe between the 14th and 17th century, it involved groups of people dancing erratically, sometimes thousands at a time, for no uh, understandable reason. So those those are the phenomena that, that happen. We have to make that movie. If it doesn't exist, we got to make that movie. So <laughs> we'll make it next. Trippy. I mean, that kind of just trippy behavior. I wanted to in, real, in real life, if we trippy. make that movie, we we can't be in it though, because like, no, no, no. My my vision is to have the original thing happen, but have it skip. And like show it through generations. So you're just gonna go through the time areas into modern day where niggas listen to Ice Spice. And then- <laughs> <laughs> of all the tracks. Uh, no, like, really- see, okay, if if it's music on, then that's different, right? But can you imagine? But this? if this is no music, 
That's horrible. This That's is not horrifying. black people. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> it is not black. What are you doing? You're is... gonna sit and record it and then walk away. Ugh, Even ugh. ancient life was like they made music with their bodies. Niggas were drumming and smacking. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> if there's no music, it's not like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those things is just kind of skips over us as a demographic. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then it's onward. That'd be a side effect. You know, honestly, though, could, you, could you imagine this that? This mass you, hysteria, man. That's what it is. It's mass real. hysteria. It's mass hysteria. Mass could you, hysteria what, what would you do if you just real. saw, if you're walking, there was no music at all. All of a sudden, you just saw random people just start dancing. I mean, well, I know what we're going to say. People, nope, but. and I would keep on going. I would lose my. I would not. Nah, I would I'm say gone. nope. Like first off, you, no, you're not going to really catch me walking to many places in general. <laughs> I'm gonna be like in my car immediately. <laughs> um, me, scared. Fast and furious. Yo, see an old dude doing the doing the Carlton on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> If I, if I saw that, I said, okay, well, I, I give, I give the dollars. Okay, you they are dollars. getting ready to purge. Let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, is the, this is the ritual before. It's time to get out of here. Different state. Okay. I love it. So I wanted to put that in A. Moving on to another film, which this is the film. I, I don't know if Otis has seen this, but he has okay. seen this. Yeah, you've seen it. I figured you have similar uh, sentiment to this when it comes to Chucky as uh, when it comes to this, because this a cabin yeah. in the woods pretty much is more comedy than horror to me. This but movie I love hilarious. I never thought I'd see Chris Hemsworth drive himself into an electrical... Was it him or was it Chris Evans? That was him. That was him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hit this jump on this motorcycle because I'm big and macho. Well, like, he wasn't big and macho. They made him... Oh, God, he actually wasn't a movie. jock. He was actually a decent dude, but they pumped that gas into it to make him seem like he was a macho guy. Yeah. yeah. Because it came out in 2011. Because right. Avengers came out what year? They came out in 2012, right? I, I think I think what it was. Yeah, but filmed, that was after Thor, though. That was yeah, he, Thor. he filmed he filmed this first, and then drew God, drew drew Goddard or whatever. But they were able to like get more funding for release because he had they had him in the movie. Mm. So yeah, yeah he filmed this one first. And for me, watching it because I watched it after I'd seen all the Avengers stuff, and I'm like, oh, Chris Hemsworth here. Oh, he about to he about to do his thing, big macho dude, and just splat. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. some expectations. Yeah, because he, I mean, he was like one of the first deaths, also. He's like, he was the first death, yeah, he was the first, first one. Yeah, because it was cool. The I remember watching this of this movie. Yeah, I was like, yo, there's a black dude in this movie. He didn't die first. I was like, well done. That's a little surprise, a little subversion there. Okay, cool. Funny enough, I had somebody tell me that that whole trope was is false, apparently, in horror, where like the black person dies was, first. Yeah, because it was, I had they thought about it with the um, with the what's it called, uh, Night of the Living Dead. And ironically mm. enough, the last the last guy is actually the last black dude. So it's like, wait a minute, this trope is weird. Yeah, yeah, but that'd be interesting. But for me, I I I'd put this in the B tier. I, I for the same reasons I enjoyed Chucky, I enjoyed this when it came to the, the comedy and the horror aspects and the fact they were able to throw in like like I think inside of the facility they had like random monsters from actual other films, or whatever maybe. It's so cool. Like you have Chucky so and a xenomorph in the same room. Somebody there there. was a Chucky in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, that's right. Have you seen this one, Danny? You seen this one, haven't you? Yeah, it's it reminds like Hunger Games and like what's that? A uh, player one had a baby or something. Oh yeah, like, player one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this movie. Again, it's like more fun to me than it was horror, but I I just enjoy watching this movie. I think this movie's fun to watch, and this is one that I can repeatedly watch and enjoy. So I'm giving this one a B as well, also for the same reasons as Charlie, for sure. But one of my favorites. Fun movie. 
I will confess that I, because I saw this in the theater back in the day when it first came out in what, 2011 or so. And somehow I hadn't heard about the old gods and things like that nature, like Lovecraftian type of things yet for somehow. I don't know how, like, how it was. So this is my introduction to Lovecraftian and old god type of things. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's pretty, pretty awesome. So I actually, actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the comedy and the humor and everything, but also understand the, the lore behind the old gods and having Sigourney Weaver break, down, break that shit down. And I was like, this is pretty fucking dope. So I actually like this a lot, too. Um, also, we got to give our, our shout out to our, to our boy, but uh, Bradley Whitford and the whole merman thing he wanted to see. And then finally, he does see a merman. He's like, oh, wait a minute. That's what I wanted. And he, he gets killed by a death by irony. So <laughs> it's always fun. So. Mm-hmm. No, so uh, I got uh, similar to uh, E here. Uh, this wasn't my first uh, time seeing Lovecraftian things. It was my second, but this is the first one in an actual horror sense because the first one was South Park with uh, uh, Cthulhu and oh and, yeah, and yeah. Did I not watch Hellboy? Hmm? I, y'all didn't watch Hellboy? But they don't say they don't. Do they even say that's what it is? Though I know that thing looks like a Doctor yeah, Who Yeah, it's like a direct name from the Lovecraft. Like it's the actual Seven Dragons. But did they mention? Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely didn't make that connection. No, I based Reaper off of some of the stuff, so I was doing the research, and yeah, they were they were in there. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't mean to go off the tangent. My bad. Go ahead. You're good. Yeah, so I mean, uh, well, th- this is my first time, I got, I guess, knowingly consuming uh, the, the old gods type of content, and it was cool. Um, I, I give this a B. Again, it's, just, it's an enjoyable movie. Like, it's not a bad movie at all. It is horror. Like, like you know, it's not like with with Chucky, like it's not like it's so much of a joke of a thing. It's like why is why is it scary to you? Like people die, and like if you go to these situations, and if you go to that cabin, good luck making it out. Just just bottom line there. Um, so yeah, like this is a legit horror movie to me. But yeah, I, I can't give it higher than B tier. I can't do that. Yeah, it's it's definitely B. What's funny? Have y'all heard the whole like uh? The, the analogy or breakdown that this is basically Scooby Doo done in modern. And yeah. What, 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 yeah. A, what a shaggy had to save the That's day. That's cute. Yeah. Pretty much. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I get. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I give it to B also. I give it to B also. Threes. Okay. We'll, we'll put it at B then. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and just go ahead and put this. <laughs> uh, we got. We got. What we is got, it? I can't see it. Hereditary. Oh yeah. Hereditary. yeah. yeah. S, so, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. like, you should go ahead and tell me why like, you're such a hater, nigga. Like, why do you so much? I think it's a good movie, but S, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I give it an episode, but I remember this is before we did the episode with Danny, where I remember you went in, you went in on this shit where you like. You did yeah, not I was there too. movie. I was there too. Because remember we talked about it with Danny. Her her, her oh, interview, the first official movie on the on the channel, like her interview was, and we talked about that vividly because you it was. Yeah. I think we filmed it maybe like the week after because you went in on this fucking movie. You did not like this shit. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it since then, and I like. It's still boring to me, but like, mm. it's not like a bad story. Like, I get the the horror that they were trying to do like it this was a more like atmospheric horror movie like in a than a your face one so like i just watched as like this this is supposed to do it mm-hmm. cool I, I i get it so like when i when i watched it and was like trying to not 
worry about the fear element and watch the movie. Like, it's a mm. solid movie. But, like, it's not even remotely scary. It's just like, oh, yeah. I, I can't. I can't like, go with that. I can't. I can't. Oh, like, it's it's unsettling. I, I get what they wanted to, like, show there. But, like, I was not scared watching this movie at all. This is this is a eerie drama. That's what it was to me. It was a very you're, eerie drama. It Yeah, you're not wrong. It is an eerie drama. Um, so I'll say something real quick now that when y'all ones go otis i see where you're coming from because it, it, it's very much it's a slow burn like a 70s type of thing it's more akin to exorcist as far as the pacing of it goes um but it's the moments that happen hit hard like the moments are also very very unexpected and they're they get they burrow into your skin the part with the spoiler who hasn't seen this movie before the, the most scary part about the movie is actually Two scenes. It's a scene oh, where a mom loses her shit on her son at the dinner table, which is just horrifying in a different type of way. And the other scene is where it's using, using the prelapse sound. We hear what sounds possibly like a song of some kind, but we have no idea what's happening at all. And we follow it for a long ways down a hallway through a house. Then we finally see what it is. And it's like ultimate payoff. It's like those, those so two good. moments alone are worth the price of admission. Uh, but yeah. I see what you're saying. It's not meant to be like a slasher film or things like that. There are there's a body count. There's definitely a body count. Oh yeah. God. Oh yeah. But it's like For, it's, throughout it's the course body. of years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that one got to my bones for long. Y'all know Ari, friend of the show, Ari. Her and I were like, because <laughs> we saw it mm -hmm. together back in the day, and she like, <laughs> I, I drove her home to her place, and she goes, <laughs> she literally said, "Please don't leave me." And so I, I, I so she, it, it messed her up so bad that I had to spend the night at her house. So it's uh it, it, it's it, it definitely does does the job I think but you know I um so I saw this 2018 so it's my senior year of high school when I, I mean Tony Collette deserves some sort of award for her acting in this shit because the thing yes. that the scene that unsettled me the most was the scene it was right after the sister yep. dies from the way she dies oh yeah son yeah. walks just walks into his room and you hear her discover and just wail. And then when it, it finally transitioned to seeing her mourn, she's looking like writhing in pain. And it like yeah, I felt it. Yeah. I don't know if she like actually was what she was channeling, but it felt like she just lost a child in the worst mm -hmm. possible yeah, in real life. And found yeah. that that shit that made me that made my skin crawl. Um and, but also and, but Deb, the way it's shot, the way it's shot is you just see the sun lying there. I don't know if his eyes even blink, he's just lying there like overnight. Coma comatose almost like catatonic. Mm -hmm. That's that's well done. And the how I didn't realize there was as much foreshadowing as there was until I because I've yeah. watched this from a couple of times and I watched a bunch of videos breaking it down. So much There's, foreshadowing. The writing is so just it's, it's so tight because there's so much subtle foreshadowing through the entire thing and the theme of of, of of like the family generational trauma and all that stuff. It's it's amazing. This is an amazing horror movie and I think it's Ari Aster as well too. This is the film yeah. that mm -hmm. for me put him on the scene as like all right. This is a new dude that's coming in. He's like he, him, and Jordan Peele. Like I think at that point we're like because I think um, mm -hmm. us, not us. Um, uh, uh, I, I think um, you know, Get Out was around a, the same time. The same yeah. year, it may not be the same year, but I, I can look it up. It was twenty eighteen, but I think Get Out was maybe like twenty seventeen. I know I was in high school yeah, right before. Okay, but this is like yeah, the, it was the, it was them two and everyone else for a little bit in horror when it came to directing. Yeah, but yeah, I, I give it. Yeah, I'm giving it an S. So Get Out came in twenty seventeen. So it was like Get Out came out the year before this came out. Okay, uh, Danny. 
Yeah, this movie absolutely made me sick. Um, I love I love the idea of the generational trauma and the way that they deliver some of the information to you. Just like Charlie was saying, like, and how Ethan was saying, like, the blank shot of him just completely catatonic and then her just like gut-wrenching screams in the back the slow build to her just like with that piano string and just like the body movements and like her emotional performance throughout the entire film was outstanding um tons of foreshadowing i loved how like the dollhouse aspect of how oh, they were kind yeah. of like in and out of the yeah, dollhouse. Yeah, I yeah. really thought that was an interesting perspective just because of how like she has no control throughout this movie and these strange things are happening to her because her mother just passed away and like she doesn't really know what reality is too. Again, with like not knowing what reality is and it all coming down to something that they were kind of just born into and then finally like fulfilling this weird, strange I guess prophecy, prophecy, like prophecy. over generations and generations, like there's something so sick about not knowing that you're just a part of this thing. And even like when she's decapitated, like there's that weird symbol on the pole. Oh, oh. Like all of this was planned, and like mm -hmm. the Freaking peanut out. allergy was even sickening. Just like the Watch the that. hurriedness and just that. like oh god, that movie is so sick. So that one. For me, an effective horror movie makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Not just scared, but it makes me uncomfortable. And this movie made me unbelievably uncomfortable. Super, super Sorry. uncomfortable. Thoroughly, thoroughly. Yeah. The thing you mentioned too, obviously, Tony Collette, I remember the year that he came out, people were, were kind of up in arms that Tony Collette wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. There aren't a lot of horror movies where people are upset when someone isn't nominated for, a, for an Oscar. So that should tell you something too, as far as the quality of the film. Um, but the, uh, you mentioned a really good point, Danny. I forgot about the dollhouse. The massive symbolism with the dollhouse, the whole idea is that they're being they're being played with. They have no idea mm -hmm. how much they're being manipulated. Mm -hmm. They're just, you mm -hmm. know, the pawns. So yeah, that was a huge, but it, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's such a good movie. I love it. Jesus. I ride for horror so much because when thing uh, I get there is, at least personally, my whole take is there's there's no more bad movies and horrors are already any other genre. There's going to be an mm -hmm. overabundance of bad movies that come out from the studios not knowing how to be artistic and give people room to grow or whatever it may be. Sure. But when something like this comes out and I felt like it was drastically and like not even like regular people and horror fans alike can recognize how amazing this is, but the studio or the academy is like, eh, I don't know about that horror shit. Let's just push, push that to the side. I'm like, yeah. fuck them old white man. Um, <laughs> no, for real. That shit is rigged. Yeah. Oh, yes. I know my, last, my last point, I don't know at this point, I'm curious to see how many movies have gone through all seven of the kings of hell at this point, because we've seen Payment from here, Bagul from Sinister, and I feel like I've seen a couple other, like, of the, the seven kings of hell or whatever else. Not, they're always one of the big demons that are around. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think in, like, the, in yeah. Black Mask, in Black Mask, he's it's meant to be evoking one of them, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. But, yeah. mm -hmm. Moving on, so we have three more, the last three. Uh, the thing, another classic. Yes, I'm, I'm saying I'm going first. S, top S. This is one of my favorites of all time. I feel that. I feel that. Same. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm going to put it S too, but more so, especially for the practical effects of anything else, the prosthetic work, the way yes. they did some of the stuff there, some of the writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put that there. 
uh, Dan, uh, Danny, Danny, wasn't this? It was actually Stan Winston's like protege that did this one, though, right? Um, Rob Bottin. Yeah, it's, I think it's a direct mm -hmm. protege. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with this movie. I love this movie. This to me is like the peak of practical effects, and yes. like when that was its best, and when it was treated like an art form instead of just like a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Um. So I really appreciate it for just the practical effects. And I, I love the plot as well. I think being trapped in, in Antarctica with some shape-shifting ass creature is up there with the, one of the worst things that could happen. Mm -hmm. So um, just the aspect of being confined in this treacherous environment adds so much horror to this. I, I love it. And I love that it comes in the form of a fluffy dog because that's one oh, thing that I always no. trust is like a dog. Yeah, so they would have got my ass real quick. I would have died. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, immediately. Because it was, it was yeah. a husky too. So it, was, it, was it was so cute. Yeah. Well, fuck you up about this little fun fact. So I have a uncle that was a research scientist in Fulton, Illinois, and I would go out there every summer to visit the great like Illinois was fucking amazing. It's beautiful out there. But he would fuck with me because I would go with him to the lab. He had this machine in which he they took the stomach of a cow. And they had it operating outside of his body in this in this tank, oh, and it was it, it operated and functioned for like ten plus years. But because I wow. saw that, my uncle fucked with me and was like, "Yeah, I created this <sighs> thing called the Blob twenty years ago, and it, the way it operates is that it walks around and it cuts people's fingers off and it walks around in their fingers and shit." And oh my I was, god! I asked him like, "How's it function?" And he told me, <laughs> oh my god! My whole life, I'm for like oh, five right. years being a child. I'm taking the blobster. So whenever we would go to, the, I would go to the lab with him. He's like, the lights would be off. He's like, oh, watch out, watch out, watch out. The blobs here. Oh, you no. be careful. No. Or like, I'd be at that home and he'd so reach the couch, under the couch for the blob. Um, and he showed me how, and I asked him how it worked and how it looked. And he showed me this film and said, this is how it would look. And God. from then on, yeah, this know. shit fucked with me really heavy. Yeah. I'd that's never trust the blob. Oh, so that's your because uh, Danny. So on this show, we all have there's a movie that fucked us all up. Essentially, for for me, it's Friday uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy. For Otis, it was Exorcist. So apparently, for for Charlie, it seems like it's uh, basically no. Nah, this one movie that fucked me up. The movie that fucked me up was the 2011 Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but he was also Nightmare mm -hmm. Jackie or Haley's yeah. version. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this. Does like, any of you have Freddy dreams? I've had two Freddy dreams before. Yeah, yes. I have. I, I've had scary Terry dreams, but I've never had a, a Freddy oh, uh, dream. Rick and Morty. <laughs> I've never had a, a Freddy dream. So interesting. I love I, that you had a scary Terry dream. That's did, did you, I, 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 I stand with like like I've, I've watched that series start to finish I, so many times in the like background while too. making other things. So oh, I, I, I did that. that to myself. That's fair. But so, Danny, because you like, because you love horror, did you were you like happy in, <laughs> when Freddy came to you in your nightmare? Was it even a nightmare? I I don't know that it was a nightmare. I didn't feel all that scared. It kind of just felt like Freddy's here, you know. I don't I don't know that I felt scared about it. I don't remember feeling scared. I've I never know. had a feeling of fear towards Freddy, like. But I I, I was introduced to Freddy later, like. He was already okay. in his more comedic form, so he never got had that fear element to me. And then, like that twenty eleven, I thought that movie was cold. Like that movie was dope. He was, to he was me. serious. He was very. Oh, serious I love to Rorschach, Freddy. Rorschach, Freddy was amazing. His I voice, think that yeah. you can play. I, I wasn't necessarily afraid of Freddy, but I was afraid of the idea of Freddy and that something could get you in your sleep. Yeah, you can't escape. So I wasn't. 
I was I was afraid of of the idea of him for sure, but not yeah, necessarily yeah. afraid of him, the character. Yeah. My auntie yeah. fucked me up because she told me the story of him when I was eight before I knew he was like a character in the movie. So I'm thinking he's like, I'm thinking it's just like a, 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 like a campfire story. And oh, when I found the movie later on, I was like, man, fuck you, auntie. Fuck you. <laughs> Your family is cool. We in, the, we in the car, like in the dark. She's like, yeah, you know, he got trapped in there with all those psychopaths. And da, da, da. I was like, um, yeah, that's the thing, too. The idea of how he got born. He was his mother. Wasn't it? His mother was like a great. Actually, a son, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. son of a yeah. Insane bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sitting. I'm sitting in the dark. I'm in the dark right now by myself. Let's let's move yeah. on, please. God. Getting back to the the thing. Um, the thing. Yeah. Uh, the practical effects in the thing and like stuff, seeing stuff like you no know, Junji Ito stuff, pretty young, also kind of just really set the standard for like body horror and like like mm -hmm. prosthetic stuff for me. So uh, I, I definitely bro, I always rank this one pretty high. Um, and then it, it adds the element of, you know, the environment is the horror. Like, you know, again, like going out in the snow, like I just had to survive a blizzard out here a couple months ago. I'm not going back out in that. No, <laughs> no. So like just having that element along with the, this little doll coming up to you and being like a whole body snatcher, like mm. it's it's just take the L. Like the the, the L is there one way or <laughs> another, funny. and it, it it also like you know like uh, I'm never gonna be like the person out there researching things. Like I'll go there, I'll be on a fourth team. Like y'all go ahead and check it out a couple times. <laughs> Like gentrify it if you got to. <laughs> then I get there, and then like we can we can like really expand the research. Then yeah, cool. build up a civilization with power <laughs> like yeah, like weapons, lots of I weapons. mean, lots of weapons. Like yeah, again, like movies like you know, Ghost of Mars and uh, hey, all those movies when they go out and like explore some new place that you just shouldn't be at have just yeah. scarred me for like I'm not going to be the first one to discover anything I'll fund the team no, exactly. like y'all go we gonna like we can get the 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 zeros team uh, the zero dark 30 image so I can see it from a safe distance <laughs> the, far the three, away yeah. you know <laughs> three dots. if the yeah. if the footage cuts just come back home like, you know <laughs> We know is to just get out of there. Don't even yep. worry about it. We gonna we'll send drones. We'll send drones. <laughs> and figure it out. But yeah, it's, uh, it's I I completely agree. I mean I I love this movie to pieces. Uh, Danny Danny knows I love me some John Carpenter, but he also scored this movie too. The thing about this movie as well, like y'all mentioned, the things to fear is the three main things are obviously isolation. Number one, isolation in the weather. Number two. Is the monster the idea of what this creature or this thing is, even though we don't truly know what it looks like ultimately? But number three is the idea that for the most part, it's constantly it, it's it keeps shape shifting to look like somebody else. So you have no idea, you can't trust your neighbor, your best friend who's in your room literally might kill you or eat you or worse. So it's like that idea of those three different elements is in your it's compounded, it's it's horrific. How could you possibly survive? I mean, you see that by the end of the movie. Kurt Russell has a stick of dynamite and give it and blow up a guy. It's like this, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And I love how it ends. The ending is one of my favorite endings in all, in all movies, all cinema. Me too. It's, it's Kurt Russell and Keith David just sitting there, like 
Well, I guess we just sit here and find out if we, if one of us, if either right. one of us is gonna, <clears throat> gonna freeze to death or one of us will kill the other one. It's like this is just such a horrible, like a fantastic horror ending, just sitting there ambiguous. Better than the CGI monstrosity we got later on. Let's not, let's let's not. Let's, let's not. <laughs> oh, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and move on to the second to the last one. Um, for me, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell you off rip. I'm giving this S. This That's for me. Yeah, brother. The first one, yeah, for me. From it's, it's very how much it's how good like Bill Skarsgård's ability to act and how much he disturbed me. Like, have you have you seen him make the face without the makeup mm-hmm. on? Yeah, like he disturbs me in how he acts. So whenever I see him in anything horror, I'm like excited. And what he did to me in this, and then as well as like the kids' ability to act and show fear and all the different emotions that they were able to portray, was fucking spectacular to me. Um. Like I, this is this is one of the things where like I wasn't really afraid of the original one. I thought it was kind of cool and kind of goofy, I guess. When I seen this shit, I was like, yeah, bro, that sucks. For me, it's S. I I think this shit is it was it was unsettling from not only just the clown itself, but from like the way people would act as far as like um, the redheaded girl's father and like those scenes there of like showing the abuse that happened there and like scenes like that were just unsettling. <clears throat> Yeah. So you have like real world shit that's fucking you up that makes you unsettled while also throwing in intersections of Pennywise adding in his elements there as well. So it was just, it was like everything. Of, it made me scared of the clown and of the people of that town of Derry too. I mean, I mean coming the whole idea, part of the fear is coming of age and feeling like an alien mm-hmm. in your own body, which was Beverly is dealing with, with, with her, the idea of coming into womanhood and the idea too of how with bullying, bullying is a real big. Bullying is even bigger now, of course, in cyberbullying. But it, it, the movie shows how the bullies are literally pulling switchblades and carving up someone just for being, you know, overweight. Mm. Uh, it's just, and I think the biggest thing with this movie, because this movie broke the internet when it came out, the trailer came out, right? It was so well put together, such a well done, so well made, essentially. And you're right, Bill Skarsgård is a terrifying dude. That dude in real life, the whole idea of his eyes like crossing the other direction, he can do that in real life on his own. He doesn't yeah. need a special effects for that. So it's like Little this smile guy has the smile too without the makeup. It's he's designed for it. So like this movie, I wouldn't give it S tier because it's not horrifying in that way, but it definitely is so well made. I would go A. But my favorite, my favorite part of the third, my favorite two scares are the one in the library where a person's going on the steps and they don't have a head. It's like wow, oh, they yeah. came out of nowhere. And the part where they're watching the movie in their garage, and um, mm-hmm. they, they, yeah, and all, all of a sudden it's, it's like they're like, turn it back on. <laughs> And it's like a giant, like a giant clown sitting. There. It's like if you imagine, imagine Charlie and Wilson. it's talking to you specifically. It's, like I'm done. I'm yeah, done. yeah. It's, it's one of the library when I <laughs> where he's sitting there, and like Buddy is like looking around. Like there's a fucking clown right here in the middle of this library, and nobody's mm-hmm. like like acknowledging him. And he's just staring at you with a smile, like "Hey, bud." Nah, nah, Fuck no. I'm good. And then he is, this messed up the world too because after this movie came out, they started having all those clowns like in people in real life in our mm-hmm. world in clown outfits walking around, just standing around places. I was still in middle assholes. school when it happened. So, no, th- that happened like years before the movie came out, if I remember right. Because I was in like middle school at the bus stop where they had clowns it, walking it at the bus stop. Have, but I know there my was friend another... had to shoot me front porch with a gun when we were like for a little bit when we were going to school. Oh, well, well, there were actual real instances, real, real life, like Ed Gein and stuff is a real person that. Mm. Did that type of stuff too, Creepy. but I know after the movie is even more popular. People were doing that type of crazy stuff. Yeah, shit. that was a that was an error. Damn, that happened. That's crazy. I forgot all about that. Shit. My bad. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I'm this sorry. is there. Yeah. Go ahead, Otis. Uh, I I do think this is a really well made movie. Um, everything down from the the casting to the script was very believable. 
until you got to that end. And then I'm like, oh, you a bitch for real, huh? Um, <laughs> like it it kind of it kind of ruined the 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 fear that I had towards him. It's like, oh, you you a bitch for real, like like for real, for real, huh? Oh, let's, let's be honest. You mad they use the power of friendship? <laughs> that shit is. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like, yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this a horror movie or fairy tale right now, bro? Like, <laughs> but um, overall, no, a uh, very well made movie. Like the 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 way that they transition from something that seemed perfectly normal to like outlandish just like immediately like i i don't know if it was just from the how they they shot certain scenes to just like how they cut it in, uh, in the editing but like you, you you just see the transition of things getting out of going from something that you can handle in reality to like oh shit like and they did that consistently well for different parts and they and they they triggered it around the traumas from the actual kids so like putting that together i thought was very well done but yeah, the the ending. I do not think it's a bad ending, but it just it just makes him not intimidating to me anymore, which brings down your points a little bit. I, I still give this an A. Like I think this is a good movie. That's it. But no, I, I can't give it a mess. Well, interesting thing too. This defies my earlier point as far as like like over usage of the main monster and seen it too much. We mm-hmm. saw Pennywise a plethora of times about this film, and every mm-hmm. time it's still creepy. Every time. Every yeah. time. the voice, the voice really was like, I like, no, nah, bro, I like, you ain't gonna talk to me like <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he, he was it's not, no, but because I know it's Danny's turn, real, real quick. The thing that's made it really fun was the idea that he's because someone expected Stephen King broke it down before the idea that he is an alien, right? He's not a, of this world, so he anytime he's trying to impersonate a person, when he, when he, the way he talks, the way he looks, he's trying to look or mimic a human, but he can't quite do it. The idea of an alien trying to be human is, is unsettling in of itself, too. So. Not just the alien. He's like a celestial being. Like, he was yeah, at the beginning of the universe creation. He was, I'm like, why the fuck yeah. are you here eating people? Why are you here? Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, Danny. No, I'm I'm right there with that. I think casting Bill Skarsgård as this character was, like, one of the best decisions they could have made. I feel like he already acts like an alien, kind of. Like, he doesn't act quite human. Yeah. Um, from, like, the other roles that I've seen him in, he's very... Spacey. Oh, there's something a little bit off about him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think they really cast him very well for that. Um, another thing I really enjoyed about this this film was just, like, the energy and the exchange with again the kids and the main character um i think what really lent to that on screen was the fact that they didn't let them mingle off like when they weren't filming they didn't let um them see bill skarsgård in full makeup that's right um so it really kind of helped them be a lot more scared and to capture that scariness about it but i think it was written well i think it was shot well um it's definitely getting an a for me i really enjoyed it um and it did scare me it is a scary movie i think i i i really enjoyed that yeah, yeah. enjoy this one good. have y'all i know charlie mentioned before but have y'all of the danny and otis have y'all seen the tim curry version from the i have okay i have yeah. i think they are both scary but for different reasons mm-hmm. um i know that a lot of people may find the tim curry version like a little bit more boring and 
not as scary, but I still think it's really effective and equally as terrifying, if not like a little bit more to me. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it fucked me up. I saw when I was a when I was a kid. I saw when it first came out, right? When I was in fifth grade or something at a sleepover. And it fucked me up. The idea of Tim Curry just like Yeah. Oh, yeah. It fucked me up too. Also the voice for Tim Curry. Like mm-hmm. It was just a little bit deeper than you you you're comfortable with. It was like, yeah. all right, bro, like what's what's behind that? Like, <laughs> all right, that's that's not, that's not got a, that's not a regular guy talking. That's uh that's a little demonic there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh. uh, I, I I I have mixed feelings about the Tim Curry one because like again, um, it it is unsettling, but it didn't. It's not. It's not scary. But his presence is scary, so it, it's a it's a weird kind of mix mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, like when it comes to horror in general, I think that is it's the the at least for me like the most emotional uh, type of movie to watch. Not not like it's making me sad, but like I I need to be feeling emotion to to have that immersion within it. I have to feel the fear that the characters are supposed to feel. I have to feel the like dread that they are, you know, living in. I have to be connected to that. Yeah. And some parts of that, like again, like when when Tim Curry is talking, I feel that. But like with the way that they kind of dealt with some of the scenes, it was just like it's not it's not that bad, you know. Like you know, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, but, but part of it too is it like so I saw the original one when I was a kid. I was about the same exact age as the kids in the movie. So okay. when he's like when Tim Curry, because the first movie, both of them are in two parts, right? The new one and the old one. Mm-hmm. They're both the first half is um they're kids. So it's mm-hmm. it's too relatable. Seeing there's a part where he comes up through the um they're in the he's in a shower mm-hmm. and he comes up there yeah. and, he's like, and he's like talking to him, kind of talking creepy. It's like I can mm-hmm. I've been there in middle school, afraid to go into the shower after gym class. I know what that's like. And so I was like, it's worst case scenario all around. So it's a being being too relatable can really get to you sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So we get the rankings for this at. We up in that. We say I think all of us said A. Yeah, I said A. Okay. Okay. We're putting this at an A. Last but not least, the movie that sparked a lot of annoying and funny movies thereafter. The original screen. What's your favorite scary movie? It's like um, though, man. For me, it was it was the writing for it and and the concept and the innovation was amazing. It was so refreshing. Um, you seen it in like the fact that it was making fun of so many other horror movies. It was like really meta in that way. Um, even though like certain scenes were like I think um it's like near the end of the film where Buddy is like watching a movie and he's like, You gotta run, you gotta run. <laughs> And then Ghostface is like right behind us. Certain things like that. It was, it wasn't as it had that that small tint of of comedy there, but this this is really dope to me. And even in the opening scene, I thought was amazing when he's chasing. It was it was a Carmen Electra. I forgot the, who the super. The, the Drew Drew Barrymore is in the real one. Carmen Electra is in the mm-hmm. yeah. scary movie. So version. random question that while we're on screen, does does that opening scene and screen two hit different for y'all at all? Because now it does. Yeah, just just out of character. Yeah, now it does. Shit. 
Damn. Have you not thought about that since uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm not, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that far. We're just curious. That's just nice. But no, um, so with Scream, I this was another one that uh, I didn't necessarily find scary, but I did find it very... I don't know what the word is, because I just felt that it's it's so repeatable, right? Like, it's such a... Like, anyone could do this. Like, this was, like, the 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 first, like, man, like... They made it yeah, a point to show you that, that too. other horror movie can't happen, but this one? Like... You just getting mad at like a specific group and then just like catching them off guard because you know their lives. Like you could do that. Like currently, yeah, it wouldn't last as not. They would actually last probably about the same time as the movie. So you could do that. Like it. It is a very like. And this is not me encouraging people to go out and try to do these things. Please don't take it as that. But like this is a very repeatable thing. Yeah. So it did feel a little personal, and it just made me also kind of look at my friends. Was like, which one of y'all would it be? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do think it's really iconic. I think it uh, is the perfect amalgamation of the rules. Like it, it, it's so meta. It's it's a meta horror movie. Like it's almost commenting on itself as the movie plays out and i and i, I really love uh conscious films like that yeah um it doesn't necessarily do anything too crazy outlandish like it's it's very believable within like the uh the this realm of reality like you know someone can get triggered to this point and it's like you know what i'm just gonna do it like especially when you are immersed in a culture of like you know serial killers and horror movies and knowing the rules and, and when that's your life and you have a moment that's triggering enough to push you over the edge like it is a believable thing so yeah I mean, when you give me that level of suspension of disbelief i always have to give you a lot of credit mm -hmm. um so I, I, yeah I, this this honestly i I call it bias. I'm gonna give it an S. Like yeah. I think it's great. I think that's, that's your first S, right? No, oh, I, I gave. Uh, oh, X -S. X -S. I gave uh, the Shining an S because I mean I just can't argue against that. What else? What else? Get Exorcist for sure is an S. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't even remember it being an S, but I could live with it being because it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. and then the thing uh, also was an S. So yeah, no, nah, nah, I've been I'm on the S train, you know. But yeah, right on. Uh, Dan, you can go. Um, yeah, Scream is uh, uh, for me a classic. Um, I love that it's just like a conversion of the slashers and like kind of again making fun of itself with the highlighting of the rules. I love the removal of that like idea that this is a movie like this is obviously a movie and we're talking about that it's a movie and then like you said it's repeatable they bring that later into the later movies that this is repeatable this can be anyone under this mask when i saw this movie i was a little girl this was probably like my first scary movie that my mom let me watch at home so i was probably like maybe six or seven when i saw it and i used to think that 
Ghostface was just standing behind my door every night, just oh waiting God. until I closed my eyes. Jesus. But like, so like, it scared me when I was younger. But as I grew up, I really grew to like appreciate the writing of it. And I just, I like that it talks about itself throughout throughout the entire film. I really, really enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It really had me like, I'm sorry not to cut you off. No, you're good, like, you're good. When I was at home alone and the house phone rang, aging myself here, Woo! like, nah, dog. <laughs> so bad. Mom, you getting home. I don't know I was if this so is happy where, like, caller ID came out so I could see who was calling. That part, and like, maybe this comes from me not like, or comes from this movie, but like, I also don't like answering the door. Yeah. Like, if there's yeah. Not, nope, I'm good. You just go ahead and leave whatever you need to leave out there, or I should know you're coming. If not, yeah, you're probably yes, yes, you and I'm not answering the door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I guess caller ID definitely in those little uh, when you have the doorbells that you can see the cameras or whatnot. Mm -hmm. It kind of changed the game. I know they still tried to do that with the more recent screams, but, but, but uh, it definitely mm -hmm. changed the game around. Because in the '90s when this came out, there was no real caller ID. It was people, people called landlines and it's answered. Whatever was there was there. So it's very believable. I have a I have a special soft spot for this movie too because uh the guy Kevin Williamson who wrote this movie he also did like you know I know what you did last summer and some other stuff he was he was a uh, no he wasn't homeless when he wrote this but he was very much close uh -huh. to how Otis and Charlie have seen my crib <laughs> out in L A it's like it's not that uh, impressive but he was pretty much living in even less more squalor than I was and he was trying to get as a writer and he wrote this and it pretty much changed his life. So the idea of what he did was, too, while he was trying to write stuff, kind of like Otis, he watched a bunch of horror movies, and he noticed all these patterns over and over and over again. And this is in the 90s. He's like, he's pretty much like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to make a movie commenting on these damn patterns in these horror movies, and that became his golden ticket, more or less. And ironically enough, he made it with a guy who makes, he made a whole bunch of horror movies with Wes Craven, who knows these patterns, too. So I have a really big soft spot for the film, just the how the history behind how uh, got getting made and everything else, but yeah, it's it's definitely one of the goats. Uh, I have, I have a big soft spot too for Nev Campbell, aka Sydney uh, was it Prescott or Sydney Camera yeah, last name. Yeah, uh, in this movie because she's a badass. I mean, if yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis was the original as far as the the, um, the screen girl. queen, Nev Campbell's almost at the other end of the spectrum as far as she's fighting back from the start. She's she's outsmarting them. She takes on two at once and beats them both, so to speak. So it's like it's a yeah, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of respect for this movie. I think it's a really well put together movie, and I like the idea of it being like it's my first. This is my introduction to metafiction. I didn't know how metafiction worked, and this movie makes it very understandable, very user friendly to anybody. So yeah, I, I'll go. Uh, I don't know how, if it's. I saw it in high school. I saw it in a full ass sold out crowd uh, at the theater, and it was such a blast. Um, it was almost. It was more entertaining than scary. But it's so well put together. It's such a great classic. I, I go S tier as well, just for what it is. I go S tier. Danny, would you give it? I can't remember. I'm giving it an A. Okay, so we got three S's and an A. Ah, I think that's that's enough to put that in the S tier for me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, fun fact about this one too. Well, if I remember right, to Kevin Williamson's point, I think I think he like didn't like horror or some shit like that initially, and he broke this as a no. joke, and yeah, then. Bad enough, Kevin Spacey like found or the Spacey brothers found the shit. Was it Kevin oh, Spacey? Oh. It was it was uh, the, the dude that um House of Cards dude, knock knock. That, that's Kevin Spacey, yes, right? Yes, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. yeah, like him and his brother like found it and they did a, they were doing some shitty shit with like the studio and making certain shit happen because they made him like as soon as this took off, they were immediately like we did another one within like I think, like six months or three months something like oh. that. So, oh shit, we turn around. Oh, 
Yeah, it's fast. It was, it's really fast. Yeah, it was fast. Yeah, they were shitty human beings back then too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm glad that they not they weren't attached to it after a certain amount of time. And that with the new the one reason I like the new one so much is that those guys that are directing it are like such active fans of Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they made sure they, they like consulted was well, not consulted was Craven, but he was dead at that point. But they did a lot to try to make sure that it was an homage to something they were fans of. Um, and again, there's a reason why we're doing horror content. The reason why I love horror so much um, is because certain things like this, like this film, can um, can bring people together. Which I think, like Absolutely. Dewey, and, um, Dewey and the reporter actor, I can't remember that character, like they were married. Like they met through this. Yeah, Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was dope. But this is the list for now. Um, I think the, the way we want to try to do this is to have one every year and kind of just build on this, which mm-hmm. through the site we can like stack it up. Um, so let us, so I'll, I'll have this posted and have the actual thing up. So people watching now, let us know what you think about how we ranked these films in different tiers. And if you would change certain things or what you hated or what you didn't hate, let us know in the comments and on whatever socials I put this shit on or all our socials. Um, <laughs> before we take off, anybody have any last words? No. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I know it's late as hell where y'all are. I'm on the yeah, west yeah. coast, so it's a little bit earlier. Yeah, so let's we'll go ahead and close up then. Uh this has been Danny Lelouch V, King of the Comics and C Diesel. And we'll see y'all later. Deuces. Play it. <laughs> <laughs>